Hi there, this is Matthew Mercer, resident game master here at Critical Role, to welcome you to this podcast version of the show. If you'd like to watch the stream as it airs, you can catch it Thursdays at 7 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash critical role or youtube.com slash critical role. Twitch subscribers can access the video on demand immediately after the broadcast, and it also becomes available on YouTube Mondays at 12 p.m. Pacific. Podcast episodes land right here on the Critical Role Podcast Network on Thursdays a week after the initial broadcast. Okay, with that info dump out of the way, let's dive into the story. Hello, everyone, and welcome to tonight's episode of Critical Role, where a bunch of us nerdy ass sports actors sit around and play Dungeons and Dragons. Case in point. Uh, before we jump into tonight's uh, game, we have some announcements to get through. So, uh, first and foremost, we have our first of two sponsors for tonight's episode, beginning with our friends at D&D Beyond. D&D Beyond! What, what is it now? Guys, finally, the election for presidency of D&D Beyond is officially open. Head over to D&D Beyond to cast your vote for real. Get special rewards just for voting, like character sheet backgrounds and portrait frames. Voting closes August 2nd during the live show at Gen Con during intermission. Go vote now at dndbeyond.link slash CR election. Now, to wrap out the campaign, nothing too crazy tonight. We're just going to, each each of us, me and Liam, are going to just read a brief uh, Closing statement. That's it. So, uh, cue the stirring music. <clears throat> sure. My fellow Sam Americans, for months you have watched me compete for your vote. I've weathered insults, I've survived scandal, and I've pushed through very far too long comedy bits like this one. I know that many of you think that I haven't taken this race as seriously as I should have. After all, the president of D&D Beyond is a real position that demands respect and true leadership, which is why tonight I have no gag. There's no comedy, there's no joke, no sound effects or master debating. There's no mime, clown, juggler waiting in the wings. <laughs> Not the time, Max. Not the time. Tonight, I'm just going to be real, all right? Hi, I'm Sam Regal, an ordinary guy who wants to bring D&D Beyond into the future. Rules, structure, I get it, okay, it's important, but that spark that brings us to this table every Thursday night, the excitement of the unknown, that, that anything can happen in D&D, that's what this game that we love and my campaign are all about. Preserving the game, sure, but also evolving it and hooking a new generation of DMs and players. With this app, we can all build great encounters and great things together. I'm Sam Regal, the kind of guy you'd, you'd want to—the kind of guy you'd want to hang out with at a bar while you sip a beer, and while I sip a 2015 Bryant Family Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> I'm Sam Regal, a man of the people. I put on my pants in the morning just like you guys, with one servant per leg and two more strapping on my girdle. I'm Sam Regal, a regular Joe. When I get back from work, my dog Zuckerberg always jumps up and greets me at the airlock. My two lovely kids, um, Jim, James, I want to say Jim, and the girl, uh, well, they're the love of my life, the apple of my eye. I couldn't do this without them. You know what, I think there might be a third kid, but don't quote me on that. I'm Sam Regal. 
And no matter what you may think of me, I'm devoted every Thursday night for the past 18 months to bring a, to shining a weird, wacky, musical, and sometimes clever light on the fine people at D&D Beyond. Why should I lead them? Well, because I literally have no other skills. So please, give me this chance to show what I can bring to this company, to this game we love, to D&D, and beyond. Thank you, and God bless, you know what, it's just two kids. I think the third one was just over for a sleepover that night, and I got confused, but it's just two kids. God bless Sam America. Liam? Uh, cut, cut the music, please. Cut the music! What's happening? Oh, oh no. No. Listen, folks. Uh, I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad under Regal's stewardship of D&D Beyond. The bits are getting longer and the prep time is getting shorter. <laughs> Misinformed players are getting TPK'd across the globe. Matthew Mercer is hiding from Silly String under the table. His wife is punching players left and right and there's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do and there's no end to it. We know the spots are unfit for broadcast and the details are factually incoherent and we sit here watching our Twitch accounts while this organ grinder monkey would have us believe that D&D Beyond is about the yucks and how many dicks we can slide into the conversation as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad, they're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy and nobody questions it anymore. We sit at our tables and slowly the game we enjoy is turning into romper room. And all we can do is say, please, I love this game so much. Just give me my half walk and hit dice. I promise I'll listen to this madman's wine preferences and awful accent work week after week. If just critical role, give me 10 minutes of actual gameplay this week. I guess that's enough. But I say that's not enough. <laughs> I want you to get mad. I don't want you to riot, I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to write to Chris Perkins because I don't know what to tell you to write. Oh God. I don't know what to do about this man's ignorance of rogue mechanics, or the flagrant furball shooting, or the collusion with England, or the constant ego fluffing. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. Oh my God. You've got to stand up and say, I'm a D&D Beyond user. God damn it, these stats have value. <laughs> So, I want you all to get up. I want you to get up out of your chairs. All of you, right now, I want you to go and spam the Twitch chat. Get up and hammer that election box with your Johnson. I want you to create disgruntled fan art. I want you to get up and grab your computer, enable voice to text, and I want you to yell. I want you to yell, I'm mad, mad. I want you to yell, I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take Sam anymore. Mordenkainen is rolling in his grave. <laughs> What did you do? What? All right. So, 
Get, put, oh. put, put your boats in <laughs> for someone. Th- thank you, Sam and Liam, and 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 thank you, uh, well, D and D Beyond. Sure. That was next level. <laughs> Holy shit! I'm a passionate man. Uh, you are a very passionate man, and I love that movie. Um, thank you, DMT wow. Beyond. We got one week to figure out which of these two uh, chuckleheads is going to win. Uh, our second sponsor tonight. <laughs> Kids in 2019 love homages to films from the 70s. 70s. Wow. <laughs> To be fair, the cool ones do. Right? Wow. Our our fantastic second sponsor tonight, a return sponsor, our friends at Idol Champions. Idol Champions! So, those who haven't heard our spiel before, haven't had a chance to check it out, Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms is a strategy game uh, using iconic characters from Dungeons and Dragons lore, as well as novels, campaigns, and shows, all at your fingertips. Uh, it's available for PC, Mac, Steam, and on the web, along with Xbox and PS4, where you get to build your own party of these characters, outfit them with equipment, send them into dungeon runs and adventures and storylines based on actual official D&D stories. Um, they just apparently released a huge, massive update uh, focused on their year one champions, which includes the classic Driss Dorden. Yes! Uh, yeah, everyone's favorite uh, dark elf ranger with the yes. panther and dual scimitars. It's got a long history. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you should read. Yeah. Uh, as well as a number of uh, legendary champions of the hall, uh, legendary companions of the hall. My apologies. Uh, well, to yeah. celebrate this update, all players can claim one free gold chest with the code Rebalanced for you. One word: Rebalanced for you, and the U is a letter U, ah. uh, which can be entered in the in-game shop as we speak right now. So check out the game at idlechampions.com slash critical role. Nice. All right. <sighs> Thank you, sponsors. And wow. uh, a couple other updates. First off, on Monday, July 29th at 7 p.m. Pacific, here on the Twitch channel, we'll be airing our very own special Call of Cthulhu one-shot run by yeah! uh, our brilliant Talison Jaffe. The Dark Lord! His, his dark and twisted mind has apparated this tale for a number of players familiar to those of you who've been following us for a while. Some at this table, some uh, not who will be joining from the sides. I think we've already announced, actually. Yeah, they uh, have. Not 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 everybody lived, but yeah. <laughs> there is a creepy mime walking around the studio. He's a mime clown. Oh, he's lurking. He's so that was some fucking lurking. Have the clown wig oh God, stop! <laughs> Still stalking. He's so quiet. Um, so the game is called uh, The Shadow of the Crystal Palace, is the story. Uh, it'll be on our Twitch channel. If you missed the live broadcast, it will be available on VOD on our YouTube channel the following Wednesday. So look for that. Uh, a huge thank you to everybody who came out to San Diego Comic-Con Yay. to see our panel on Friday. Uh, we we uh, already placed it on our YouTube channel, I believe, because it was on Talks this uh, previous Tuesday, so if you missed it, it is available to watch now. Thank I'll you for all the questions, especially for me and Travis. Oh. Oh. Are you being salty to our audience? Comic Con Shay. Thank you for legitimately for all the questions for me. <laughs> yeah. I had like four or five. Yeah. <laughs> for, uh, for, for bringing such interesting conversation points for interesting people. Uh, <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. Um, yeah, and, and a shout, shout out and thank you to the McElroys uh, and our yeah. friends at the Adventure Zone for inviting me and Marisha to be on their Friday night reading. It was so much fun to finally get a chance to meet the whole family and for us to hang out that night and be silly. 
And the guy named Lynn showed up. That was fun too. Yeah. So, kind of cool. Also, as a reminder, next week's episode of Critical Role will be on Friday instead of Thursday, as it will be our live show at Gen Con. Oh, shit. Uh, So, instead of our normal Thursday slot, it'll be Friday, uh, August 2nd at 5 p.m. Pacific. 8 p.m. Eastern, which is where we started there in Eastern time. Uh, VOD will be available as per usual uh, on and uh, YouTube on Monday. So look for that. Uh, Laura, you have some updates. Oh yeah, well, um, so you know, <laughs> we put on the website that we announced some of our live show merch that's going to be available at Gen Con. So I'm just going to show it up. So we've got our our D20, our oversized D20. I may have have had a hand in. Whoa, it's having, big. It's a giant D20. There you go. <laughs> What'd you roll? Four. Oh. It's sparkly. You can't really tell on the website. It's got. Oh God! It looks. It looks. It looks like. We've like got Winter this. Cool. Oh, this bag. Oh, dice. Oh. What? Oh. oh. It was not a yes. twenty. No, it was not. Oh my God! If it was a twenty. Those are These are sexy. gorgeous. They're gorgeous. You can go on the website and check it out. Our, our shop and everything and. Because um, oh. here's the thing: these are all going to be available at our live shows. But as of next year, any uh, overstock that we have, we're going to make it available on the store as well. Yes. So, um, so I know some people are sad because they won't be able to get the live merch if they're not going to be able to be there. But have patience, because it might be available later on. <laughs> and then also look at this cutie, 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 cheapy jester pin. This is our live show variant of it. Um, so when I say variant, that means that there's going to be a non-variant version Ooh. available in the store very soon. <laughs> Chibi Jester. <laughs> <laughs> I would charge a merch, you guys. Jester and dice. <laughs> um, also, also available. I think right now. Am I? Oh, and these, these. This, by the way, this Chibi design is designed by Jenny Parks, and she's. Amazing. Did I say Park? Park, Jenny Park. She's so awesome. Um, and then we also have this Fox Magna Origins pin is comic in the book. store. It's, yeah, for our comic From book. From comic book. And where, where is that? Is that in our store? This is in our store. Now? Yeah, it's in our. It's available in our US and our UK shop Whoa. right now. Can I have that one? Um, this was our like sample one that came in, so it's like extra special. Cobb it? About, about Monica. I mean, maybe. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I can say yes now, and then I might take it back. Okay. 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 <laughs> so yeah, that's going on. That's great stuff. That's yeah, awesome. right? I'm going to play with the oversized tonight. Oh, that's amazing. Oh my god. And she'll play with every one that we, that we make and sell. Yes, obviously. Individual. <laughs> Where did the oversized dice go? It's... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can share it tonight. All right, I'll do that. Okay, right. yeah, right there. Okay. I still have an unhealthy amount of adrenaline. <laughs> You're shaking. Sure. You are. You're like. Wow. So, some, some, like... Somewhere there's a parent who is realizing that he has to explain to, to their child what network is, and that excites me. I, oh, so I can good. feel hundreds of those conversations. I, I remember. I remember when I was right given now. that DVD for Christmas. It was like oh. that deep. Everyone should watch Network. Good Mandatory show. viewing. Yeah, not only is it a classic film, but it gets more and more fun. Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah, very good. That was. Yeah. That was great. I believe that concludes our announcements. So, like a Tisch school for the arts audition. Oh, sorry. Let's go ahead and jump in <laughs> to tonight's episode of Critical Role. <laughs> <laughs>
Welcome back. So, last we left off, the Mighty Nine had finished their business, it seemed, in returning the remnants of Knott's family to safety on the Menagerie Coast in Nicodranas, under the watch of Marion Lavore, mother of Jester. They had uh, figured out what business they wished to focus on at the time being. And with a little bit more knowledge about the history of Caduceus's family, purpose, and main goal, along with the unveiling of information regarding these shattered artifacts that you've been slowly assembling in disparate places across Wildmount, you've decided to travel far north to the Graying Wildlands beyond both the dynasty and the empire into the outskirts of the conflict and beyond. You, and through the help of Essek, the Shadow Hand within Jorhas, you found yourselves instantaneously teleported with a brief misfire and a bit of uh, physical damage to uh, the party. You emerged underneath a growing flurry of snow in the center of the Flotket Alps, looking upon what looked like the snow-covered pine forests that swallowed the valley before you the large, craggless peaks covered with ice and white as the clouds above began to grow darker and darker, what looked to be uh, the growth of a blizzard making its way in your direction. A lake in the center of this valley and along this singular black mountain where snowfall cannot seem to find purchase long enough before melting. Various slow, glowing trickles of molten rock finding their way down the mountain from various vents before hissing into a large column of steam as they reach the outskirts of this lake, and that is where we pick up. So, suddenly, the freezing temperature clutches each of you. Looking across the way. Bless. Bless. It's freezing here. <laughs> it's like, kind of looking around. Very well, uh, you have your destination. You can see him kind of like shrugging off a little bit of, you know, a vein bulge in his forehead from the damage he also sustained as along the journey. I will uh, make my way back to my city of origin. Good luck. And he turns around and kind of finds a small area under one of the nearby trees and begins carving a small circle into the ground. Familiar to you. Anything you can tell us about this area before you leave? Not looking up, still, still drawing amongst the dirt. I say, oh, sorry, no, go on. <laughs> I have not been here. Otherwise, this would not have been his uh, 
tumultuous a journey. Yeah, that felt really good, by the way. Thank you. Not all powerful magic is perfect. Uh, I think it makes it more likable, to be honest. Flawed character. Exactly. Yeah, imperfection. Yeah. We will be in touch when we are here. Please do. Yeah. Let me know should you require anything. Just uh, stalling for time a bit. If you know. And with that, he steps into the circle Ooh. and vanishes. So you can do that too, or not like stranded here. Well, so far, my uh, average is pretty good. I haven't put us inside a, a wall. That's true. Maybe later, though. No, it's hope. <laughs> Caduce, where are we going? Uh, Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we're going there. Look at it. Uh, this is going to be fun. And you've never been here before, right? No, no, I haven't. I, uh, this is, this is a lot. Have you seen it in your vision stuff? I have. I have uh, seen it from a distance, from very high up. This is, uh, it's a little, it's a little colder than I expected, but uh, is there even the slightest sense of civilization anywhere? Are we just out in the middle of? From where you stand right now, make a perception check. Get it. I was hoping to make a perception check about three miles south, but fine. Uh, Fourteen. Use that big dice. Fourteen. That's true. You should have used this. Next time. Um, hmm. What you see is mountain, ridge, snow, tree, lava, and rock. Bob Ross. You see no signs of civilization. You see no structures from this perspective. You're uh, you're kind of on the opposite side of this lake, facing towards the mountain. This is perfect. <laughs> How far are we from? Are we from that lake? Can we see if it's frozen? Which actually, or? now that it's arrived. Yeah. Oh, oh sorry, 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 Devin. Ah. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, 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 Devin. Didn't say it on your oh. 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 This map is like beat up. This one was hard to get. It's got blood on it too. Why did you have blood on them? Crystal Lambs, Tundra. That's from the nosebleed. This is awesome. So where are we? Altitude Gulch. <laughs> Emerald Gulch. So we're Krakow? What are we, what? Krakow. said Kravarot. Kravarot. Well, like in the Kravarot. middle? From the rock. Down in Kravarot. Over there. There's a lake, Down yeah. Not too far away from the Cindercrest Sanctum. Cindercrest? Cindercrest. Sure. Man. And something that says, Uthodern. Is that the fucking place? I don't know. I think that's the one they said with the. Oh, yeah, yeah, with the for the sword. Oh, yeah. Let me let me see. Do we remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uthodern, elves and dwarves? Question mark. That's what I wrote down. They live together in harmony, and they can forge amazing weapons made of badassery and chips. That's kind of the gist of what you were called. We're gonna go meet elves and dwarves. And it's right next door to where we're going. It's as if destiny itself brought us here. Agreed. Can we spread this out? Star Razor is the name of the sword. Mm-hmm. Okay. Caduceus, this is your story, I think. Which way do we go? Where do we enter? Well, 
Was anything passed down to you? You know, through spoken word from your family or? A... Well, we, I've, there were conversations, but again, they were, they were conflicting and strange. Nobody, I, I, I don't know anybody who had ever been here before. If they had, they wouldn't, didn't admit to it. Mm -hmm. But uh, if I were walking, looking for a place, I would head right up to where the, the where the lava springs from. I say we just head right in. Sure. Won't we melt? <laughs> no. What if there's like an entrance from the side or something that might be more, less deadly? Uh, less polite, though. You usually just want to knock on the front door. The side door just seems very personal. <laughs> Direct as always. I'm sure we'll see yeah. it as we head up, right? Sure. The closer we get, over, I, yeah. I think we'll get a sense of it. I'm, I'm a little giddy. Sorry, I was blanking out on the map. Uh, is the lake frozen or is uh, liquid water? Uh, from what you can tell, there is steam rising. You cannot, you cannot see from this distance oh. if the entire lake is not frozen or is frozen. But wherever the uh, the molten rock is hitting, there is steam rising. That that storm's on on its way right now, right? It's definitely. Yeah. Let's head toward. Why don't we head towards the lake? See if we can find some warm water. And yep. I don't know how far we're going to get before it gets impossible to move forward. But at least let's get a. Let's uh, make our way there before we have to bed down. Agreed. Follow and walk along the lake? Yeah. The okay. We were at the beach yesterday. Yeah, yeah what? Mm -hmm. What a, a world. Yeah. Bit of a shift. Does anybody, is anybody super cold? I've got my big coat and I put my hood up. I feel fine, but if anyone is cold. I've got some cold stuff that I bought. Okay. So How are humans doing? How are we doing? I have my have adrenaline. A scarf and a coat. It's chilly. Mm -hmm. um, you have no sleeves. I'm fine. I have my uh, strength and physical prowess. I pull up the, the rod of hand warming and I hand it over to you. Oh, okay. I forgot we had that. Yeah, How do you do? Yeah, I'll take that. That's nice. <laughs> I'll see you there. Have that chip? Yeah, of course. I never use that. You know. Uh, uh, uh. We never use the rod to smile. I can make people smile without it, so. <laughs> trees where we are, or barren up to the mountainside? Uh, there, there are trees. Uh, they're a little bit scattered on the edge. You're, you're basically kind of at the base of a mountain that heads down into this valley, and then across the valley is where this Kravarod Dark Rock Mountain is. So where you are, there are a few trees, kind of uh, not, not too closely clustered, and then the further down in the valley you go, the more it becomes a, uh, a pine wood forest. So we head towards it, and uh, if anybody uh, gets a feeling or sees anything along the way, just uh, 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 just make oh. yourself known. I'm going to keep my eyes out for anything I get a feeling about. Okay, I'll fair enough. I'll the treetops until we're out into a clearing. And I'll watch the lake. Okay, go to marching order. No. Caduceus. I'll come out. Sure, curiosity. I'm next, I'm next to Ducey. All right, Caduceus is up front, and we have Ford next to Caduceus. I'll go next, sipping on some Caduceus. some some booze Caduceus. to keep me warm. I'll, I'll, back. I'll, back. I'll go behind Nox. All righty. Buck. Now come up the rears. All right, there you go. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Unless you have a preference. Okay. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, so 
heading now into the deeper and deeper regions of this wood. I need two of you to go ahead and make a perception check. If you were the one that was Help saying, you, do it. you said you were keeping an eye for anything yes, strange. Oh yeah, please. So it'll be the two of you. Oh, so you don't get help. Or you can oh. help him. Go ahead. Yeah. Am I, should I roll that one too? Uh, yeah, I think we both roll this one. <laughs> oh god, what if we both roll low on it? Oh good, ha ha Perception? Yes. 23. 23, not No, bad. wait, is that right? Five plus Yeah, plus eight. Yeah. 23. There you go, <laughs> that'll work out. Okay, so. You all trudge through the crunching snow, the feet eventually pushing through into the kind of softer floors of the forest here, making your way past large, looks like rocks or lava bombs that at some point in the past may have been jettisoned by Kravarod and just kind of landed and seem to be these kind of uh, unnatural and uh, kind of like a sore thumb sticking out amongst the rest of the topography, these large pieces of black volcanic rock. I'd love to stop and look at one for a second, just for, sure. just to get a good. Is it is it just volcanic rock, or is there anything any mineral deposits in it? If I kind of give it a bit of a scrape and get Make into an it. Intelligence check. Mm -hmm. That one, okay. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Uh, Fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, it looks like, upon close inspection, there are elements in the exterior that are porous volcanic rock. But kind of scraping away bits of it, a large portion of this is probably standard granite. Mm. Um, so whatever this was, the entire mountain is not made of volcanic rock. Sure. But whatever this was, it was probably jettisoned out during some sort of a ancient explosion. It's graphite. Out. Gotcha. We're fucked. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Your hand begins to tingle, Caduceus. Um, but continuing onward, uh, the. But the time of day you guys had journeyed from at this point. It had been relatively midday, if I recall, because you had slept, you had stayed the night in uh, Nicodranas, and then journeyed back to Rosona. In the morning. In the morning, and then stayed a bit just to kind of, so it was late afternoon, let's say, because you had some time to make your plans with Yeza, meet with Essek, and get everything situated there. So like midday, early afternoon. Okay. Um, so you still have a few hours of daylight, you assume at this point in time, uh, but the journey itself is marked by gray skies and a growing uh, flurry of snowfall and wind. And the wind is, is uh, it adjusts. Sometimes it grows really strong and bites through and you all have to kind of stop and try and find yourself to cover for a bit and then it calms and you trudge on further and further, the canopy of the forest eventually blocking your entire view of the valley as you begin to reach the bottom of its trough. As you're keeping an eye out, you begin to notice there is a mist that is gathered across the bottom of this forest. The closer you get to the bottom, and similar to the, uh, or closer to the proximity of the lake's exterior. Um, traveling around the, what you seem to be like the southern side of it, uh, you notice the mist start revealing shapes, mm -hmm. meaning you think you see someone standing towards the edge of the lake as the tree line begins to thin, and you find yourself getting closer and closer to the edge of where this water begins. Oh, guys. Hmm. Um, could you just, you don't think there's any, anybody, like, bad over here, do you? Do you oh, I don't think so. 
I mean, you know so? No, I mean, I mean, it depends on what you mean by bad. Really, sometimes it's just people with a different agenda, <laughs> people or different that will needs, attack poor us, communication I mean, skills. Oh, I mean, that's that's not bad. Just people who attack. I tell you, everybody sure, attacks yeah. us, and yeah, probably. If and if history is any indication, we'll probably get attacked. Yeah. Why don't we pretend like there might be people here who would attack us? Okay. Well, in that case, I saw something in the mist. Yeah. Over at the lake, let's, right in front. Let's also What's with the figures in mist with us? Oh, I mean, it, I mean, it's a lovely day. I, why wouldn't you be out in it? But <laughs> this smoke isn't toxic, by the way, is it? I'm gonna lick the air. Make constitution check. Cool. Lick the air. Oh no. Oh, oh boy. Saver check. Save. Six. Six. Moisture. All right. Just, just, yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't taste like burning or anything. It's just, no, no, nothing, nothing odd, out of the ordinary. It is it is a a cold uh, moisture. It is it is just outside of the freezing point. Okay. I don't trust it. I put on like a makeshift face mask. I take one of my I'm going to remind everybody as we move forward that according to legends, that we're going to run into uh, a group of people. You know, Similar belief system to my own, perhaps different. So, we're expecting to see people, and that maybe, maybe leading with our fist is not necessarily. Uh, I'm not saying to take it off the table, but uh, uh, we're going to just try and come in for once and, and hope that perhaps we're being expected. Should we like go out like saying, "Oh, hey, wild mother is the coolest" and stuff like that? Uh, we, I wish you'd say that more often. Actually, <laughs> should we say their name? I forget the story you told. There was your family, the Clays, but there was also two Dear, others. The dust. The dust. So this Stone. is the dust. This is dust. Dust. The dust. The uh, uh, priest of dust was the one who started the kiln. And what was the third? Stone. Stone. Okay. Started the menagerie. That's uh, that's uh, somewhere else. Is that on the coast? Possibly. Is there some old word, some old name for it, or is it just whatever word is being used for dust these days? <sighs> well, we were called the clays and always have been, so I have to just assume that the dusts have always been the dusts. I don't know. Uh, I, the stories don't say if they were, they don't call them brothers, they don't say they were related. I couldn't tell you what they look like or where they come from, other than the fact that the three families all were at one point together and obviously uh, friends and, and compatriots. And lovers. <laughs> okay, Jesse, just. You're. Your mind. Pace it. I could be. Could have been. Yeah. Well, could Spiggled be. Big orgy of client oh, okay. dust and stone. Oh, mist is getting oh, yes. to you a little quick here. But uh, yeah, the uh, uh, I don't know what to expect. I know that there's a, a dozen names for the place I come from, and I've heard a couple different names for this place for the. Any kind of identifying features or call and repeat that you guys might share? Or? I would hope they would know. What, uh, the, I would hope they would know the name Clay. Sure. You are the most well informed of us to this, so I think we all trust you. What is the figure doing? Have faith. Currently, it looks like it's standing on the banks, like looking out across the lake. Yeah. Why don't I go snoop around and just see what it is? Why don't we just call out to it? 
What if it's got friends? I almost talk? did. I was just trying to be polite because I know that makes everybody nervous when I do I that. Mean, we haven't been super quiet walking up, and it yeah. looks like his back is to us, so. Whatever you want to do. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's just keep keep heading in that direction, and we won't try and be particularly sneaky about it. We'll just. Uh, I'm going to try to be particularly sneaky. <laughs> okay, I'm so going to dart off to the side into the, into the mist. Make a stealth check. Yeah. Okay. It's my hood up. Mm, not great. Uh, okay, 21. 21. Okay. Not great. I know. So, not darts off into the nearby forest. You guys continue heading towards the edge of the lake. I'm uh, actually going to see not do that and peel off and do the same. Make a stealth check. I'm going to quickly, uh, just since we're walking, I'm going to just talk to the trees for a second. You, you guys would let us know if there was anything ominous or suspicious coming up, right? I mean, you know, I, I feel like we're at that point. You figure the trees probably understood you. They seem to nod. Or it could be wind, could be I don't wind. know. It's probably the wind. Probably the wind. But that's <laughs> we haven't understood. It's probably fine. I cast Mage Armor. Okay. <laughs> the shimmer of arcane energy briefly evaporates around the exterior of Kayla's body and then vanishes. Strive for peace, prepare for war, I'm well aware. All right, cool. All right. I'm with you. 25 on my stuff. 25, nice. So you both peel off on the sides, begin to approach the edge. Now, because you guys are traveling at a casual pace, so you guys are keeping up with them in tandem, but off to the side hidden. So you approach the edge. Since uh, Jester pointed it out, you can see the shape. The closer you get, you see it looks to be female. You see long, straight hair. Um, kind of going past shoulders. Um, I don't know if they're fishing off the edge of the lake. You can't really see what their activity is, but they're you know kind of just looking out over the over the, the waters. As you get close, those of you who are not being stealthy, kind of making your way through the snow. Footfalls. The figure turns and looks towards you. Mm-mm. The vacant dark eyes, the sockets where they should be, and a glance in your direction. The hair seems to almost lift. And it vanishes into the mist. Oh, she's bad. That's bad guy. That's bad right, guy. That's, that's bad. bad guy. I'm gonna quickly do. I'm gonna, a, back up. I'm gonna do a quick a detect <laughs> undead. But the music's still fine. We're okay. I'm backing up away from the mist. Okay. Okay. You were right. I admit it. You were into right. Into the lake. Over the lake. Like, and backwards like, into the like the, her form just. Did she look like she looked at us scary, or did she or just she look at us kind of vacantly? She just ate like a. Oh, oh, I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, why, why this campaign? Can't it just be some brutish ogre instead of scary shit that's going to make me wake up in the morning? Nope, it can only be that. Okay. Just think about last night. Or before. Uh, so? Yeah, detect undead. All right. Um, the radius in that is? Is uh, 60 feet. 60 for, feet. For the next you know, few yeah. seconds. I get like a good like six yeah. seconds of a. Okay. Yeah. As you focus, the uh, the exterior of your radius suddenly catches your attention to the right oh and the left, no. and then pulls beyond your perspective range. We are in trouble, guys. We're in trouble. You are no longer stealth. <laughs> I hide again. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> I am full. Percent where I'm going to, we're gonna not happy fun times anymore. Nope, nope, you were right. On me. Quiet. Is there anything? Make perception check. I want my real bike. No, that'll do. That's good. Uh, 28. 
28. Looking around you, like the mist is thick here at the base of the valley. And looking just beyond where the water is, you see like shapes occasionally move, like a hand or a shoulder. You kind of glance off the back and forward. You follow Caduceus's eyes and glance over as you see another figure kind of just looking at the edge of the mist and then steps backward and vanishes again. How far away from the water's edge? Uh, at this point, you're about mm, 50, 60 feet. And we're not in the mist yet. Well, the mist surrounds all oh, of us. Oh, yeah, we are. I thought we were outside of the mist. There's a. Do you Nobody feel like this mist is unnatural? I would think I think this mist is part of the problem, yes. Perhaps the lake is part of the problem. Do we need to get across this lake? Do we have to get across this lake? You can attempt to go across it or go around it? I mean, I was hoping we were going to go around it. On the other side, on the other side of this lake. Okay. It can never be easy, can it? Like a submarine? Yeah, well, like a boat. We could go in the lake and through. How, how far across is the lake? Uh, from one side to the other, I'd say. I'm not a boat. It's about. What do? I think I do. About a half mile. Half a mile. Half a mile across. Half a mile across, like about a mile, that. somewhere Let's in that neighborhood. That. I will cast underwater breathing on the entire group. I've, I've got an issue with this, guys. <laughs> I still have an issue with this. It's okay. We, we can just knock you out. It'll be all right. It'll what, be what do we knock me out? We're not what? Knock you what? Out. It's not. To, we're not going to do that. It's going to be like bath water. It'll be like a day of the spa. I'll just walk on the water. My parents always said it's just best to sleep through these things. What if the whole lake is filled with dead people? We'll find out. And then we'll come back up. We're, hey. What if they grab us and mm-hmm. then we can't get Then you'll cast Turn Undead and we'll be okay. Oh, that's right, I can do that. Yeah, we're we'll we'll okay. Also, sometimes you can find water uh, out in the wild that boils the flesh off of the bone. Are you serious right Stop now? Stop reading so many books, shit, let's go. Well, we're gonna, we'll, don't we'll, jump in. We'll, we'll dip Maybe a toe in. Up. I'll walk in, I'll Maybe walk not. into the water. Let's just do it. You walk in, and your foot hits the edge and slips. It is a, an icy, frozen surface. Cool, glad I cast underwater breathing. <laughs> Maybe we could cut the hole in the ice? Oh, it's solid? Might as well try it. I'll summon the falchion and just go shink and see if it even goes through or not. Okay, go ahead and make a strength check for me. It could be I am keeping it could my be eyes real. bloody peeled. You said a strength check. That's well, it is It is your your weapon, so I'd say you can use your charisma bonus in place of a strength check uh, for this bless one. bless you, sir. Charm that ice. Ooh. Eight. Eight. It sinks about two inches into it and then wishes itself there. So you look cool putting it in. I cast sacred. You have to kind of like. You want me to help? I, 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 I cast sacred flame on the pointy hit just to try and melt yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to try to shove the falchion down further and see if I can get through the ice. I feel like. Okay, so as you're about to, to wedge it out and lift, Jester reaches over and puts her hands over yours and roll a strength check. <laughs> Oh, balls and balls and balls. Six. Six. This Valtan is not nice. You both just kind of wiggle back and forth a bit before eventually kind of pull it freak. Caleb <laughs> sighs and then just points six feet away and starts doing concentrated fireballs into one spot. Right, and you're doing second flame as well, which is more of a radiant burst. It, it, the, the flames that burn there tend to be more of a, mm, a life pull, force yeah. affecting element. Uh, so yours does, it does warm it a bit, but the fierceness of the arcane firebolt continuously, you're watching shards of ice 
with each impact, and begin to melt away a bit until uh, it takes you about, I'd say, two minutes or so to finally break through the ice to get to the the water beneath it. Do we want light um, or water? Everyone has a specialty. I would think so. Yeah, it's only the ice itself is only about maybe an inch and a half thick. It's not super super thick. Are we gonna freeze to death down there? Yes. Of course we are. Uh, Super cold. I think most of us. Maybe not you. Maybe. Come to touch the water. How's it feel? Very cold. Terrible. Very cold. How far away are we from the point at which the lava hits the water? Uh, it's the opposite side of this lake. Oh, that's wow. where the different vents are kind of leaking. So, into, so about a half mile to a mile. Seven hundred yards. We could also always just. Hmm. What's with all the dead people miss doing? Uh, as you kind of glance around, you look over your shoulder, and right there, next to your face, you see the gaunt, skeletal oh. visage of the eyeless woman. Her stringy hair, like very, very uh, scary stories tell in the dark. Nope. Just kind of, kind of looking over your shoulder, and then kind of looks back into your face, and then <laughs> vanishes into the mist. But can we, can we not ride now with us, though? <laughs> Maybe they're just curious ghosts. They could be just I'm talking to the ghosts. What'd you say? Can we not right now? <laughs> okay. <laughs> just hoping. Uh, you have goggles. You can you see under underwater if we uh, put your head under and hold you. Yeah. Why don't we put Bo's head under freezing water for? It was my idea. I can do it. I'll go. Don't. Yeah. Just just take a look. Don't stay down. No. Put my hands on the ice and stick my head under and see what I can see with my dark vision. Make a perception check. Okay. Give him some light, Caitlin. I could do that, couldn't I? I'll stick my. I can. Oh yeah. Okay. yeah. Seventeen. 17, okay. You poke your head down, it is murky water, and a lot of the light that would come in while there is a storm above is being refracted by the thick ice, so the visibility is not great. While he's down there, globules mm -hmm. into the water around his head. Okay. Mm -hmm. And as they do, it kind of lights up. You can see the, uh, the, the muck that makes up the base of this lake, the, the dirt and bits of uh, sand and sediment that turns into kind of the, the thick, uh, rotting vegetative uh, material that is just settled to the bottom of the water. Um, about 30, 40 or so feet out, you can see some rocks and you can see a little bit of vegetation that lives beneath, but nothing beyond that catches your attention. Okay, I'm popping my head back up. Visibility's not terrible, it's not polluted, I didn't see any creatures swimming around, just seems to be a fresh water. Could I tell if it was fresh water? It is fresh water. It seems like a fresh water lake. What? I was just thinking that, in theory, the kiln is in that mountain, which is in turn a crematory, which in turn means that the uh, cremated remains of hundreds of people might be rolling into this lake. Oh, hence all the ghosts? Maybe. I tighten my scarf around my face. It also means that maybe inside the lake might be worse. Sure. I mean, they haven't messed with us yet. They haven't. Let's just go. Yeah. Let's just walk carefully around. with our eyes around, around or across. I think straight through. I mean, I think around it's still there. The mist is still there, right? Uh, the mist permeates the entirety of this, this, the basin and the, will say the base of this valley. I mean, normally I would say that we were less likely to get attacked from below if we don't walk across the lake, except right. the trouble with un, undead is that sometimes below is where they come from. Sure, let's go around. I guess we'll go around. Okay. Let's keep our eyes peeled. So you're walking around 
the outskirts of the lake. Then. I think the round. How much? Much to the time. To the left. To the. Uh, it will. Um, I'd say at, at a careful pace. That's another hour or so. Okay. Are we in danger of not making it by nightfall or something? Maybe we just said a couple of hours. Uh, you, we you have a few more hours before you lose daylight. The storm is coming and it's getting darker and it's getting colder. At this point, too, since you've put your head in the water, the water that's on your face and the elements of your hair is starting to frost and freeze, and your head is already kind of starting to get chillier than it was before. Uh, out of the water is probably better. Well, your, uh, take your, the rod and put it on Ford's head. No, no, it's just a rod. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Is that better? That looks nice. That's a little. Okay. Eyes are peeled this whole walk, not Fair even enough. Enough. Same marching order as previous? Sure. Sure. Okay. I'm giving the help that chick that was on my shoulder. All right. You guys continue going to the, to the right or the left? What would be the eastern or western sides of this lake? Left. Left, all right, so curving around as you move away, watching behind, you can see that area where the, the ice has been broken and melted a bit. You can see the mist seems to almost like a swirl over it, and as it does, you can see hands almost reaching down towards it, and the ice kind of forms back over the area where you have removed it. As it does, you can see a face kind of look up and then disappear into the mist. You turn around to look ahead of you, and you see about 30 or 40 feet ahead of you another figure just kind of keeping at pace but drifting backwards. This one appears male, eyes missing, uh, wispy hair kind of slightly drifting and floating in space, and it just kind of glances in your direction for a moment before it turns around and then dissipates into the mist as well. Are we walking through snow? Uh, there is snow on the banks of this lake, yeah. Is it like six inches, an inch, a foot? Uh, at, for right, right now, yeah. it's maybe two inches, and it's a little slushy at the edge of the lake right here. Um, but more and more is coming down, and you gather probably by the time you make it on the side of the lake, they probably have I don't want to point out the obvious, area. but you saw it cover up the hole, right? Like, why oh, yeah. would it care if there was a hole? If it's probably for the best that we didn't go in. Yeah. Or maybe there's... It's just cold weather. Um, okay. Should we just like talk to the ghosts and let them know that you know that we're, we're okay? Nice. It's curious, but sure. it's probably not the first place we should look, right? Well, Justin, you're very affable. Why don't you give him a whirl? Oh, hey, ghosts. <laughs> Um, don't know how long you've been here, but you know, it's pretty remote, so if uh, you want to hear about stuff going on in the world, we can let you know, because there's lots of stuff going on in the Empire and in Jorhas and... Resistance wisdom. Okay. <laughs> As we're having this conversation, are you guys walking along the edge of the, the water or along the bank where the snow is? On ice or on land? On, on ice or on land. On, on land. land. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, yep. <laughs> As you're walking through, you look, kind of looking around. You can see the mist, and occasionally shapes shift through. You're not sure if it's just the wind as it gusts, and you kind of clutch yourself, and your hair blows past your face, and you glance around and can see what looks like things moving around the periphery, keeping a distance at times, some closer than others. You glance past the ice, and you think you can see a handful of faces from underneath looking up. You kind of blink and they're gone. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
was a bad idea on my part. Maybe <laughs> like the ones above the ice are good, and the ones below the ice tried to suck you in or something, and they were trying to keep the bad ones from coming back out. I feel like maybe, well, maybe they're all bad. Maybe they're just trapped here. They're, I don't think, I don't know, they haven't done anything to us yet. Hi, I'm going to pull out Tusk Love and just start reading it to them. <laughs> just loudly. <laughs> All righty. So true. Okay. So carrying on for the next 20, 30 minutes or so, as Jester loudly reads outward into the open, cold air, <laughs> Of the valley at the base of Kravarat. Oh, Kravarat needs a little steam in <laughs> to heat it. You up. do watch as more figures begin to appear steamy. at the peripheral. There's that same woman who's kind of almost to the front, and you see three other figures, and then there are six, and there are twelve, and they're all just drifting in a semicircle behind you, following. Do I recognize them? They love I'm the gonna, book. I think it's a page-turner! <laughs> You're drawing an audience. Pied Piper of Smog. Just for, just for, I'm going to stop walking forward for a second and turn around. Okay. As everyone keeps walking, they keep pace with everybody and begin to kind of approach you. Dust. No recognition. Clay. No recognition. The woman. Do you need help? Passes through you. You feel a goal, a freezing cold icicle flash through your body. For one instant, your breath kind of is drawn from your lungs, and then the need for warmth becomes very, very apparent. I don't feel so good. Oh. Oh. Clutus is behind all you guys. Well, I didn't, I mean, like, they, I just went yeah. to the back of the line. So. Yeah. Take this, take this rod. It's actually Thank really you. nice. Mm -hmm. Is the rod helping? I'm going to yeah, cut it's it. Helping. Okay. Okay. He will. Okay. That, they're not happy. I don't, maybe I should not read this book anymore. No, it seems. Uh, I don't know. It, Distractions are good. Let's keep going. Keep reading. Mm. Yeah, you want to think it's going It's on. not. Yeah. Just for fun, one more detect undead just to see if there's anything beyond what we can see. Okay. Read the uh, part where he plunged inside of her again. Oh, okay. <laughs> whoa. That was you, a good part. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, tune out the sequence that Jester is loudly professing amongst the audience. Um, as, as you close your eyes, you sense dozens and dozens of entities around all of you. Are they concentrated anywhere? Or is it more towards the back? Towards More the towards the back. They're kind of trailing. They're following. They're following. Maybe it has something to do with you. Maybe. Are they following him? Yeah, are they just following Caduceus? They're following the group. But Caduceus is with the group. Right, they're following the group. Jester, do you want to pause your reading for a minute or two and see if that has any difference? Just, right. just finish this one sentence, though. And it was real deep. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't say it was a good book. <laughs> yeah, we keep That's reading quality it. quality right And it was real deep. Fanfiction.net, wow. number three, right. best. Oh, man. Story in wow. 2004. That's where you got it. <laughs> I was looking at my spells, it's just that, okay? Reskinned Gargoyles fan fiction. <laughs> um, 
So, you finish the phrase and pause for a moment <laughs> and continue to walk in silence for another few minutes. As you do, you watch the spectral figures begin to pull back into the mist and disappear. Oh, they did just want to hear about it. Maybe they just missed the Wait, sounds they, of the living. They stopped following us when she stopped. A few, the number of them are still there, but the numbers have dwindled. Where once oh, there really was like maybe a couple dozen figures in the mist that were drifting behind you, now there's about eight. Maybe we should start again. Maybe they're looking for someone. Maybe they're looking for someone to come for them. Maybe they're just not used to the living being around. People would have to come here at least. I don't know. Crematory, you said. Yeah. Shall we push on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. All right. Do you continue reading, or do you remain stop? What do you want me to do, guys? I mean, the ghosts did seem a little horny, so maybe. I'd say, all things considered, uh, I'd rather have happy ghosts than unhappy ghosts, and they seem to, perhaps not loudly, but continue for the. I've been, finding it, I've been finding it oddly comforting. Maybe just Probably pause sure. it for now and not broadcast our location as we're walking. Neutral? Oh, positive? Neutral, yeah? They, they, look they seemed naturally ghastly. Expressions unchanged, slack-jawed, eyeless, sunken sockets. Uh, you haven't gotten very close, but from like the 30-foot distance that you have a view of most of these entities, they just kind of drift. I, yes, but what about the crotchal regions? Yeah, were there tents? Were they Roll perception check. Were they super high and trying to build atmosphere? I rolled pretty good. 11. 11? <laughs> They have no genitals. Unfortunately, <laughs> their spectral forms do lack definitive genitals, but your imagination helps you imagine that, sure, maybe the half of them are pitching a tent. Okay. I got I got the sequel actually to test. I got a I got a, a good a good look at Oh god damn it. I love this so much. Caduceus, what were you doing? I said I got a good look at one of them. They all none of them have eyes? None of them have eyes. Do the ones in the lake, the, the faces in the lake, have eyes? No. It's just no eyes. Uh, and they're, they're, uh, the more you, tiny some of them you can see, some appear to be humanoid, many elven, some dwarven, oh, some a little bit orcish. It's a, it's a spread of various backgrounds and lineages. I'm going to say, let's continue to show them whatever respect we can. This is a little, I refuse to, I refuse to believe that, that, that this is here to harm us. By respect, do you mean reading smut or not? I think reading smut. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's keep reading. I'll read it quieter. Yeah. Skip to the good parts, I think, or anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's not. <laughs> oh, but it's okay. That's, not, that's very It's built in tension. Let's yeah, keep going. Okay, never Okay. Okay. Because he ripped open her bodice. <laughs> it's like five gold to fix. The storm. Begins to build. The snow and sleet begins to pelt you in painful ways. Even you're not guarding your face from the somewhat diagonal impact. You find yourself coming around the other side and get a decent look now of a uh, maybe a hundred or so feet away of where the most uh, where the closest element of trickling. Lava vent is entering the icy lake itself. Uh, you can see the steam column just perpetual, just 
whitish steam that mingles with the nearby mist and then carries upward, and the pillar seems to merge with the clouds as the wind kind of blows it in the direction of the strong winds. How's the warmth of the water here? It is still frozen around. Oh, we haven't gotten close. We haven't got that that close yet. Um, The mist around you directly, the spirits are still following. As you're reading, the numbers begin to swell once more to about 30 or so entities keeping on the outside, the outskirts of your travel group. Eventually you come to the point where you can see the ice is melting and thinning, and you can see actual water, liquid water is visible. Also, the temperature is rising towards the base of where this portion of the mountain is. You can see there are chunks of snow that do manage to find their way along the mountain, but a large portion of it doesn't seem to to allow it to stay very long. As you approach where the lava is, you can see the spectral figures begin to peel off until eventually they all stop and begin to fall further into the distance. I'm going to turn around one more time to the edge of where they were and uh, just just give a moment's just a kneeling recognition. One by one, they all vanish entirely into the mist. That single female figure that you first encountered, the last one standing before disappearing. She stayed for the whole reading. (sighs) Biggest fan. She might have written it. (gasps) I don't remember, who's the author? Uh, Matilda Mercuria. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't like her? a book club? Maybe we should just come back here once a week and read to them. So is <laughs> there a, a cave that we're looking at, or is it is it just mountain floor right now? It'll be a cave. If it's I, a cave? If I uh, recall. Well, then, from what you recall, it's probably a cave. And now do we from climb? But like, is there a mouth of a cave that we can walk into, or no? Make a perception check. Ten. Ten. From what you can see now at the base of this large, black, rising mountain, there, the smell, by the way, is is a mixture of various sulfurous gases with the the clean, chilled air of the storm mingling. So it, it, in waves, it gets stronger and lessens. Um, Sometimes it stings your eyes a bit as the smoke and the steam gets kind of blown in your direction. Um, from where you stand, it's just mountain. You don't see any caverns or, or openings or pockets. Um, and to continue, you have to choose which side of the mountain to go around. You can, can, you can go on the left side, kind of keeping the left theme, or the right side, but to travel the right side, you would have to find some way to circumvent the lava. 10 foot wide yeah. little river of lava. Usually, yeah. historically good for us. Yeah. By the way, I've been to Yellowstone, sulfurous means it smells like farts here. It does. Yeah. <laughs> In Rotorua, New Zealand, I still have clothes that smell like it. It's amazing. Yeah, really bad. <laughs> dust, dust was told to, to walk the mountain still. They found a cave. With an onyx pool of magma. Oh, magma is like a thing we're looking for? An onyx pool of magma. Onyx pool, a cave with an onyx pool of magma within. At least that's the story. Well, left to right. Well, it could be up. 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 Yeah. On this side or that is the question. Let's avoid crossing the lava until we have to. Yeah, let's follow it up. Sure. Stick left and go up. Stay warm. 
can't be a lot of fog underwater. Let's go. So, just going up. Yeah. How precarious is it? Uh, it's not super precarious yet. You're towards the base, and so the angle is not extremely steep at the moment. More of that porous rock, like yeah. soil. And the good news is, because of that, also, at least this close to where the flow is, um, it's a good enough grip. So you know, there aren't any slick areas. You're used to kind of the ice and the snow you've been traversing at this point. This side of the mountain is a little easier to keep your boots on. Um, so trekking up the side, kind of hiking up the edge, the uh, light is just beginning to dwindle. Oh no. You're probably about 40 minutes or so out before dusk finds you. We don't want to be climbing when it gets dark. Well, we can start at least looking for a place to, to set up camp. Yeah, we uh, the dome on the side. Sure, if we have to. Uh, if we suck. have to. Yeah. Okay. Can we see where the magma is? Uh, is uh, where, where the burst is? Where like where the vein is? Uh, it's about let's see, four hundred or so feet up from where you are. Are we are we above the tree line already or no? Oh, there's no tree line. It's a there's hot, no tree line here. Mountain. And there's no shadows being cast by rocks that might be concealing a cave or anything. Uh, make a perception check. I'll make or a perception. any kind of like, looks like a flat area like. Mesa. 22. 22. Looking up this side and above you right now, there are a small, you know, few shadowed uh, crevasses, but nothing that seems cave-like from your current visual perspective. What would I do if I were? Do we have a bird right now? A what? A bird. No. No. Tricky. Always a cat. Well, Currently a cat. Jester, Always can't you turn into a bird? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I feel a little more worried about you heading off on your own up into yeah. a storm as a living. She could take one. She could take someone else. Uh, that way, getting, I think getting hit by us. a lightning bolt. I could ride on your back. We could go together. How, how far away is the storm? Uh, it's probably going to coincide with dusk, if not a little bit afterwards. So, like the the heavy elements of it, it is getting heavier. It's so it's it, the storm is here, but it's. It's not reaching a severe intensity yet. Are there signs of lightning and thunder in the distance, or is it more of a snow winter storm situation? At the moment, it looks more like a snowy flurry. So camping closer to the to the magma will mean that we'll stay warmer yeah. and that the snow will probably melt before it hit a, hits us, but it also means that the magma might divert and then that could get tricky. Well, that it's won't happen tricky probably. though. If we can find a, a flat point on the hillside, I am able to regulate the temperature inside. Oh. The hot, yeah. Well, let's, uh, okay, we have well, to find that. Let's uh, keep it, Sounds keep like an eye peeled for, for an eagle. Sounds like a job for an eagle. Yeah, I'm going to keep our eyes open. Probably more. Let's go for it. Okay. Got you a list somewhere in here. Just to find it. I want a smart thing is the big eagle. Giant eagle. Yeah. Pretty smart. Yeah. What we were before. Okay. Giant hawk. Oh, here it is. These are all the flying things. Yeah, but it doesn't understand. Giant eagle isn't a very intelligent. Isn't or is? It's okay, yeah, giant eagle. All so right. Polymorph Same. Do you want you to go along? So now, you, so we now have two giant eagles with massive, I'd say, twenty plus foot wingspans, Damn. tip to tip. Mine is albino. Tip to tip. An albino one to even be more hidden amongst the. Mine's blue. The dark mountain. <laughs> Alrighty. Good. White and blue. Perfect. 
just need I, a I'll red get, one. I'll, 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 I'll use my glamoured armor to change my armor to red. red. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> so go over to D&D Beyond. They got a week left. They got to try every edge they can get. All right, you both take up. The winds are strong, but so are the eagles. You're riding the eagle. All right, on the back of Jester's eagle form. Which direction are you guys taking? Oh. It's <laughs> up to peer down, yeah. All right, so both of you guys are going straight up and peering down. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. We just want to like look for a flat surface so there's something to camp on close by or a cave opening or anything. On the way to the up. Options yeah. for a 10-foot radius uh, Yeah, that's what feasible. we're looking for. Camping ground. Okay. The wind gets stronger the higher up you go. Um, so, so not up too high. So, all right. Okay. We're going to keep closer to the mountain to keep the winds. Okay. Perception check from all three of you. 14. As eagles? As no, you both, have, you both have advantage. Natural 20. As eagles. So. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> What's the add? Well, he got 20, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's fine. I got seven plus whatever it is. Oh, 14. 14? So what's the total, Caleb? Uh, oh, uh, 20, but well, I didn't have Giant Eagle open, I stopped at Plus four to his perception. That's so good. So 24. All right, as you guys peer up, you look, there are a couple of shelves that could work for an evening's rest point. Um, they're a little bit of a hike away and a little steeper up the side. You, from that perspective point, see across the lava flow, and down on the kind of southern side, there is a plume of smoke that is rising up from what looks to be uh, a little bit of an outcropping, but there's no lava vent or flow emerging from it. Okay, so across the lava, how far up the mountain did you say? Uh, it's maybe about 200 feet up comparison to where you guys currently are okay. on more of the southern southeastern oh, side. Okay, so we'd have to get over or go all the way around. Correct. To yeah, have to climb up and around the lava. Yeah. Or you could carry people. Carry people, yeah, of course. You so, said yeah. there's smoke rising from it, but the it's not from lava. There is no vent. Well, you don't know it's where. It's not it's spilling out, is what you're yeah, saying. It's so just a smokestack or something yeah. like that. Or a camp or something. We understand each other. Totally. <laughs> what are you guys saying? What are you guys talking about? <laughs> first, first stuff. What do you think we should do? Oh, God damn it. Eagles. This is the next two hours of the campaign, guys. <laughs> Buckle up. Crows and ravens. Uh, I say an eagle to Jester to say, fly not down so she can see what we see. Okay. And she can do the talking. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so through the charades, because eagles technically can't speak, they can understand common and oric. No, oh, can't, we can't we speak to each other in you, oh, but, but you know we don't have like but we have the intelligence of the animal, we don't understand our own language. Yeah, it's not an eagle language. It's Orin, which is a language of, of you know, our Pokra and other flying entities. We can change it, but I don't oh, yeah. I know. Oh, so I know. many variations. Like this is where the world is. You motherfucker, you can learn anything and understand everything. God damn droids. Droids are cool. You understand like eagle mating rituals and things like that? Like does that become a name? No, come on, come on. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's all about be, an interesting point. It can be oh my god! Thank you. Oh my god! <laughs> Thank you. You guys, you guys, there's smoke coming from that. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> All right, so as, as the eagles return to convey this information to you guys, what would you like to do? Yeah. Uh, everybody, it's crazy. We should we should go up to that and at least inspect it. I would say that on foot it would take us about how long to get there? Uh, on foot, from where you are currently, about. Two hundred feet up and over. Well, up and over, and then the opposite, like like far southern side of this mountain, about another hour and a half. We could get there just after dark. Here's, here's but we could pick people up and carry them. Oh, we could we could ferry back and how, back how and fast forth. would That's it be if we ferry? You guys are pretty fast because you're not you're not so, bound by the the, yeah, the dangerous terrain in the mountains. If, 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 if the walk if the walking yeah. keeps heading up that 200 feet and then the two eagles keep grabbing people, yeah. taking them to yeah. the to the to the. Uh, I don't say anything. Yeah. I just go and pick eagles up. Eagles will take four and two of us. Wait, what if it's a trap? <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> picking them up into the air, you watch Jester just take off in her bright blue eagle form. I'm really kind both. of a grayish blue. Grayish blue. I blend e in with the sky a bit. Bow and sky Ford. blue <laughs> eagle form, clutching <laughs> bow and Ford. Clutching both of us, so Ford and I are just like flopping around. It's cold. Yeah. It's really cold. And by the way, you're going pretty fast yeah. against the storm, so it's like <laughs> just being pelted with sleep. By the way, this is gonna go. We're gonna die. Your faces are immediately numb. There's frost building up in your eyebrows and the front of your hair. Caleb touches his head underneath Knot's uh, legs, scoops her up, and then both claws grasp uh, Caduceus by the shoulders. Right, pull down the hood. Okay. You yourself. He's struggling. Oh, he's heavy. <laughs> All right. So carrying around that that to make to make the pace, uh, fairly decent uh, use of time. You managed to get there. I'd say it takes about twenty or so minutes of strong continuous flight to get there. The wind does pose a bit of a problem as the storm comes in. I would like each of you, please, to make a strength check using the eagle's strength. Okay, what are you? Plus three. You got them in front of you. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Sam. <laughs> twenty total. What'd you get? Six total. Six, okay, and you go. Uh, 22, <laughs> 22 yeah. Uh, Caduceus, yep. you are carried without an issue towards the perch. Jester, uh, you're having a hard time as the wind batters you once, twice, and then poof, a third time you kind of spiral, corkscrew for a moment, and return um, uh -oh. your left claw a little bit lighter. Oh no! As Beauregard. Oh. <laughs> Is released from your grasp. So I mean, so you're like, ah, oh, 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 oh. Uh, can I fly after her and try to grab her? You up? can certainly try. Uh. So now Beauregard is. You you can barely see anything at this point now, aside from the snow that's piercing by the clouds of smoke that's coming up, and you're just spinning end over end, plummeting through the middle of this snowstorm in the sky, free falling. As you turn around to try and dive, clutching forward, you get some G's as you're whipped around and then <laughs> dragged at full eagle speed towards Beauregard down below. G negative dive. You got one shot before her impact here because you were only about a, uh, about 150 feet above uh, the ground. Um, so. Uh, I will say, <laughs> if you knocked around at the plummeting speed, yeah, just go ahead and roll a d20 for me. I'm, I might totally, like, like. Unless you got something you want to try and do. Oh, you're just. 18. 18. Plus, in a Plus whatever. No, I, just, I, I was just going to roll. I was, I was using death save rules, like 10 or higher, you managed to succeed. God. So as you're 
you, you can't see much, and you're trying to right yourself, and you know, using you, using your monk training, you put your arms and legs out, almost like how a cat falls to catch itself <laughs> to, stop, to stop yourself, you know, from plumbing immediately. But as you do, you're like, okay, now I can focus. As that's the ground coming very rapidly at you, all of a sudden you feel claws grab you around your waist, whoosh, and you're lifted up at a very steep arc as Jester has managed to snatch you from the Whoa. possible jaws of doom. I like barf a little on the upswing. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck did you go? Where the fuck were you? <laughs> <laughs> I like to imagine there's also like a little sprinkle weasel like crawling around in the feathers like <laughs> 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 <The whole time. laughs> Yep. Um, so traumatized weasel who's Oh yeah. Yeah, that is going on for sure. Oh, weasel's going to write a book after therapy. Oh, poor weasel. The ground and Fort's got a strange diagonal speckled strap yeah. on his face. Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> Frozen to it. Oh. How's that for armor magathus? We Armor shit and piss. <laughs> all right. As you guys all, the the first batch set, settles down. You turn around to see. Uh, a moment later, uh, the blue eagle come to land with two very haggard-looking companions held from beneath. As you guys are both gently set down atop this this uh, dark stone platform. Air We're right there frozen. on the platform where the smoke was coming from. Uh, you know, the smoke's building okay. out from the far side of it. Has okay. it been about an hour, or has it been less than that? It's been a little less than an hour. It was 20 minutes of travel, with looking at Betta, it's been about 30 minutes or so, so you can still have 30 minutes of polymorph. Just before dark. dark. Let's I'll, go, I'll go run over and look at the smoke. Let's take a look at that. Yeah. All right, so you glance over the edge, and it, it's like billowing up from the position, so you probably want to go around to see where the entrance way. Otherwise, you're putting your head into the smoke. Uh, you're yeah. right, yes, we'll go around and look. Okay. okay, sensible. You glance down and look inside. And what you see here is about a, a 20 foot wide kind of half circle opening in the center. Uh, not natural. This has been hewn. It has a, a, a very deliberate arch to it from side to side. Uh, the smoke that comes out of it seems to just be riding along the top of what is a cavern that pours deeper into the mountainside. Is, this, is it the? It's they just hewn the stone. It's not. They haven't uh, brought stone from anywhere. There's nothing. There's no uh, crystals embedded in the wall or anything yet. No. Just a cavern opening. Mr. Clay, no. hey, this is a vent, right? For for the the kiln, they must have hewn some some vents for their smoke to escape. Could be. So we could get into it from here. Could although if you have a hewn for smoke, I imagine that leads probably directly to the fire. It could it could? But if we have some way of protecting us from that, maybe, maybe you or another magic user could somehow protect us. I got nothing. Well, maybe one of the eagles could. But Good they're man. they're busy playing hotel. <laughs> California. Yeah, for you. Thank you. <laughs> I was hoping for that. <laughs> We're not going to do this tonight, or are we? Well, maybe we could go down and investigate tonight. <laughs> Looks dangerous in there, doesn't it? Uh, it's hard to tell. I mean, so it, how it's, much heat's coming out of this? Uh, judging just at, at this point, it's not a vast amount of heat. It's it's warm, and definitely it's it's. It's comforting based on the chilled atmosphere that is currently growing increasingly less and less serviceable for life as the storm begins to increase in intensity. This um, this hole reminds me of something that the jester was reading earlier. <laughs> like I think the quote was, and it was really deep. 
I don't get that. It was just for something that she read earlier. I, I heard it, but I, this is, I mean, this, this is just a hole in the ground. Let's I don't know if this has a metaphor <laughs> connected to it. Or I, what is the metaphor I'm missing? Are you stepping in for it? Can yeah, I, walk in. in eagle form, go? We're going in? Ford just starts walking in. Ford! You going in? There's time to talk smut later, I'm going in. I'm coming with. Can oh. we fit? Can we fit as eagles, or do we need to? Uh, the eagles, you can fit. Our awkward like but, bird walk. But yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It's thankfully it's a wide arch, and the cavern <laughs> itself, it it resembles that same kind of half circle archway. So it's wide, but it's it's not high enough to the point where you can fly or float. It's kind of like a. You have about a a, a five foot. Head span before. And you two hit things: seat. is it perfectly circular or no. is it like flat? It's a flat then? floor, okay. and it is a, a kind of a domed half circle interior. And on the inside, hole. is it slick with moisture or dry? Dry. Is the whole thing pouring smoke out from the top of it? Uh, there's just like there looks to be a uh, smoke that is gathered along the top of it. The top. So, okay. so as you step in, you kind of stay a little low because the smoke does kind of the fume can fill the headspace. At your perfect standing height for most of you, you especially. So you kind of have to get a little low to get under the layer of heavy fume. Oh, so it's like just up it's in our face. It's kind of a little rough for you guys. You can you can keep your heads low. I'm just gonna drop. Okay, so you, so Chester drops the eagle form. I don't want to smoke in my fur, my hair feathers. <laughs> now I got Hedwig over here. Gonna, Caleb, are you gonna come back to us? All right. I'm gonna, uh, light up and bird. Peck, peck, pecks the top of Nat's head, and and Caleb just gives a little innocent uh, kiss the top. Oh. All right, let's go. Okay. So, like continuing it. in, the dark interior of this cavern begins to give way to a dull orange glow. Maybe fifty or sixty feet in, it begins to curve to the right as the light gets brighter and brighter. Eventually, you can see what looks to be movement, like a flicker, like a firelight source from the inside, and the hallway opens up into a central chamber. Within here, you can see a spacious, open room uh, itself, domed on top, and you can see the channel where the smoke is being funneled towards based on the way it's carved on the inside. There is, in the center, in the heart of this interior grotto, what looks to be a circular, two foot, two to three foot high metallic wall, like a pool that is a container in which in the center of it sits boiling, heated molten rock. You can see black iron supports that help maintain the structure of this interior chamber, uh, almost like a like a gradual rib cage that continues around the inside of it to keep its structure sound. Uh, the air in here is really warm, not uncomfortably hot, but you can feel a sweat starting to to draw itself to your skin surface. Um, the pool of lava that burns in the center there uh, is beneath what looks to be a raised platform that sits about two feet above it and is attached to the opposite side of this chamber uh, on its northern end. And atop this kind of extending long platform, you can see what looks to be a great black anvil that is affixed to the edge right above the pool surface. Um, and around it, 
dozens of chains dangle from the ceiling. And at the end of these chains, at different heights, are various tools and implements. Is the surface of this uh, magma relatively still, or is it like It's relatively still, but occasionally you get like a Okay. But it's not roiling you know, heavily. Um, there are other tunnels that peer off from the central area, and you can see sitting off to uh, the side of the pool, currently in the process of what looks to be whittling a piece of wood, a figure that's sitting. Kind of looks up in your direction, confused. You see a, a, a dwarven female, uh, older in her years, white hair and olive skin, a body that is very muscular. Uh, whether it be through through uh, you know, genetic lineage or a lifetime of hard work, uh, very intimidating grandmother of a dwarf um, glances over in your direction, wearing these uh, kind of gray robe apron type uh, accoutrement uh, bracers on, and is sitting there with a whittling knife and looks to be a pile of wood, and sets it to the side and goes, uh, "Can I help you?" Um, possibly. Uh. Well, come here, come here! Yeah. And you see she stands up from the chair like this long, aching stand. Ah. Oh, it's bad, it's been a while. Uh, who are you? Um, my name is uh, Caduceus Clay. Would you be uh, the keeper of this place? I one of many. Uh, now, when you say clay, are you one of the clay lot? If you're of the dust. I see this as a family meeting. And she kind of comes in over towards it. you oh. and gives you this kind of big, angry dwarven hug from underneath, which I'm you kind of loom over and have to I am grow. kneeling, I am kneeling for this. I am kneeling for this. As you're kind of patting the legs, oh. like, oh, careful. Oh, very careful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we don't get visitors too much these days. This is very nice. Uh, Jeremis, Jeremis Dust. Jeremus. Jeremus, pleasure. I'm the keeper of the sanctum and the grand matron of the dust family. Uh, uh, he's certainly seen a few clays wander through here in recent years. I didn't know there was more coming. <laughs> you did, you have. Uh, hey. There have been more clays wandering through. There have been. Uh, is it Constance and Corin, I believe? Yeah. <laughs> they're, a, they're a family, yeah. Came here seeking communion or something. Uh, left lacking materials, it seems. Uh, rather vague and frustrated they were. That was a few years ago. How did they, did they come together or did they, uh, were they separate? Well, they were separate. Okay. And there was so, a. Mom and my aunt. The younger oh. Colton also came through. <sighs> Seemed as confused as they did, and uh, huh. well, as you do, run the family. No well, <laughs> we get that. Um, it's been a few years since I've seen one of your kind. Uh, how are things out in South? Uh, not improved, I uh, suppose, would be the. Uh, same then. How, how are things here? Are you, uh, I'm, I assume they told you why they came and that the. Right, right, yeah. The problem with the Savalier wood and your outskirts. Strange. Strange indeed. There's nothing, nothing like that here then? No, no. 
Do you always have the, you know, ghosts and stuff outside? Ah, uh, yeah. Is the... You see, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of individuals that have been interred here over the years, and uh, some have a place to pass on, some don't, and get taken by the planes below, and some just kind of linger. So, don't worry about them. If you don't pay them any mind, they won't do any mind to you. So this this kiln is for burning bodies. It's for many things, but uh, that's one. We do are uh, the mighty nine, by the way. We are. Oh. Uh, Caduceus is. Uh, You're not all plays. No, we're his traveling companions. No, good. Family it's a friends. bit confused. Right, right. Okay, family friends. That's good. That's good. Um, <laughs> do you do, do people bring you bodies, or do you just? Yeah. Uh, like all the time, because it seems like it's remote. Uh, up here. Lesser and lesser as time goes on. You know, we get some folks from Earthdown who have, uh, you know. Want to be left with the uh, the pride of the All Father or the Wild Mother, and they bring their their fallen or their dead to be brought to dust, and then left to find their destiny in the afterlife. Earthader is what she said. That's the <laughs> el- Earthader, elfin dwarven place. Yes, it was in the brook. Earthader. Uh, you haven't seen a stone wander through here and. The recent years, have you? Oh no, no stones. They keep themselves uh, way south. I've never had one uh, in my memory, anyway. Where where we come from, or at least if they did, they they didn't make themselves known to me. Uh, well, to be honest, we haven't really had any clays come by in a long time, or at all <laughs> until recently. How, how much news of the outside world do you get up here? Eh, not too much, beyond what the uh, the dreams from Melora come to us, and uh, what the folks from Uthodern come forward and, you know, share with us when they bring their family, or they're just looking to learn and craft, and she makes a motion up towards the forge. <sighs> Beautiful. Do you cremate bodies in the same lava pools that you forge weapons, or do you, like, keep it separate for sanitation reasons? <laughs> Sanitation, it's, no it's fucking fire. Yeah, it's literally it's liquid it's, steel. Yeah, it's all the yeah, same. But I mean, it's that's as clean as it gets. What it's would just you? Just uh, eebie-jeebie. Right. Well, what, what would what would what would you hope for? I was just curious if there was like a system. You think they're putting people in the weapons? That's, that's what, really cool. Yeah, kind of. I mean, depending on where you place your interests, maybe. But uh, keep in mind, when the soul's gone, the body's really just meat. Do you eat people? Okay. No. <laughs> okay. He drinks them. Well, they're tea. This is escalating quickly. <laughs> it's, uh, we'll, we'll get into it later. Are you alone up here? No, or? no, no, I've got some family here. <laughs> and claps loudly. Come on, we've got company again! <sighs> A little bit of time passes and you see um, a younger female dwarf emerged from one of the tunnels off to the side. Uh, you can see blonde, kind of tangled hair over her olive skin uh, emerges and goes, what's that? Uh, oh, oh, we've got a few, don't we? Okay, um, I'm Tyler, Tyler Dust. Tyler. I'm the, uh, I'm the lore keeper of the kiln in the, the Cinderace Sanctum, Burning Lodge. Cinderace. Welcome. Ah, Caduceus Clay, pleasure to meet you. Oh, that is, ah, it's from the clays again! We have another! <laughs> here in that. Interesting. Do the stones ever come? Ah, uh, no stones in my time, sorry. 
How how uh, how how uh, how were the clays coming through uh, 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 Constance and Corn uh, especially? Or did they? Uh, I, I talked with them a bit more than Mum did. Uh, they're all, they're all right. Uh, they they seem fine. A bit perturbed and you know looking for answers and uh, they were looking for some uh, this kind of glass stuff. Glass stuff. I so mean, they had visions of some some materials. I, you're you're uh, you're a Lord Keeper. I am. That means that uh, whatever you talked about with them probably got written down. Uh, I I. Uh, I don't mean to presume anything, but if it would be possible to uh, get uh, some specifics of what my uh, uh, mother and my aunt and siblings may have talked about, it's been many years since I've seen them. They have not returned, and any clues to their whereabouts or their leads on saving our home temple would be uh, um, priceless. And I'd be happy, of course, uh, this is nothing for nothing, but anything that you need or any uh, service that I can provide as our families are uh, so uh, inevitably linked, I would uh, be happy to uh, share with you. We do, we do come on business as well. There are things that I was hoping to discuss, but this is... Of course, any questions you've got, please ask. I mean, we're happy to have company. You said uh, the stones stay uh, further south? I think so. Do you know how much further south we've kind of come from there? Don't know. We all kind of went our own ways back in the day and haven't really visited them, they haven't visited us. We've all had our own things to do. You no offense, you know, not really looking forward to going to the Savalier Wood, so we just kind of <laughs> kept our own. Uh, Oh, that's right. Again, it took us took us an awful long time to come here. Yeah, but you did eventually. It was nice. Nice. Had to happen. What's in the Savalier Wood? Is that is that where that's where we found you, right? Yeah. We came, but we came so we came there and then we went away and then we came back. That's where he's from. Yeah, I know, but how far is the Savalier Wood from where we are right now? Right. No, I know, but like we are right in, now. Oh, in real distance. In real distance. It's about two hundred miles. Wow, we've so we've been close oh, wow. to this before. Be right on the cusp of this region, yeah. So it's yeah. a rough, yeah. it's a rough travel. Um, what? Why would they come to you looking for glass? I don't know. They said they had some sort of visions from the Wild Mother, trying to guide them. Do you make glass here? No. Have you? Because you could. You know, you you have the heat. Right, but yeah, it's not. It's not the kind that they were looking for, at least. Dungeon Master, mm -hmm. can you remind us what the blade of the Star, Star Razor, Razor was made out of? Metal or? It's made out of metal. Yeah. Yeah. It's not glass. Not glass. But I, I do, uh, we, we do have a, a piece that may need reforging, and I would be uh, curious to uh, uh, sort of see your process here. I don't I suppose that you have anyone that you're expecting to feed to the fire anytime soon, and but I would love to know. Soon. I would love to, to learn as much as I can while I'm here right. about well, what you do. I mean, well, welcome to the Underforge as well. And, uh, Tyler points over to it, and kind of you can see on the base of it, on the, the, the stone, or the, the metal and stone wall that contains the magma, there is a plaque that reads the uh, dust you shall take and what remains of this forgotten hero and walk the mountains until a cave of onyx wall and liquid stone is found. There you shall burn what remains, and the ashes shall be mixed into brick and ink and steel, so that you may, so that what is made shall hold my mark. Upon this site you shall build a kiln, whose creation shall be my gift to the Allhammer to remind him that nature is material. Decree of the Wild Mother. Amazing. 
Just amazing. Ken dolls around here somewhere. Kendall. Uh, my brother. Excellent. I would I would love to meet all of them. I, we, we've traveled quite a bit. I'm sure we're we're a little Tucker. tired. If it would be possible to stay the night at the very least. Oh, so what sure, kind sure. of um, quarters do you guys have here? Uh, we don't really have much in the way of guest quarters, but uh, uh, Ichabod is uh, still out with our sons, uh, Broom, Broomhelm, uh, and they're off to Uthodurn. Oh, doing a little supply run. Uthodurn. How is Uthodurn? We haven't uh, like. It's a lot of people. <laughs> Not my kind. They kind of like the quiet. Uh, um, but you know, it's it's close by comparatively. It's got things that we obviously don't have access to here, and so we we do often. You know, there's some folks come to us to trade and sell, or we go over there and do the same, and when things run low, we have to make a journey ourselves, that How kind of a deal. How far is that journey? Uh, it's maybe a, a day and a half travel, not too far. That might be on the way out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So. I was really hoping that TravelerCon would have, like, a hotel nearby or something, but this is a little more difficult. Is this where TravelCon's happening? I thought that was a different uh, volcano. Thing. Well, I thought about this volcano. The vision that you were given mm-hmm. from the Wild Mother, the one that began to give you flashes of this, there are elements of it keep kind of sparking in your memory. Oh. And there was one that involved taking these shards of green glass-like material and placing them within fire, and they would be transformed. But we do not have green glass, if I recall. Wait, what about that bag that you took? My bag. Wait. Don't you have a bag of that green stone? I have a bag of green dust, yes. I know, my does brain it look is. Like it could have been crushed glassy sort of stuff? I don't know, does that it? bag of green dust well, that he took? He took? Oh, which, which bag? My the bag of residuum. Residuum, dust. okay. You take it out and glance at it. Do you show it to Clay? Sure, Clay. Chester thinks that this green powder is green glass. It does have a very, very similar color. How angry would you be if I tried? To snort it? (laughs) That looks painful, no. No, to uh, To do an alchemical uh, uh, work on it? Of course, I would be happy to assist. What is alchemical? Uh, well, it's taking natural things, mm-hmm. but doing a lot more um, measuring and uh, tinkering with things that don't mix in nature uh, normally. I think I think maybe we need to uh, feed that to the fire. <gasps> I think maybe it might even have something. I, I pull out the broken sword. Um, Show them what I what I have. I'm gonna need Kemdol for this. I'm 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 just the lore keeper here. This is more Kemdol, and eventually you see kind of coming through. I thought it was Kemdol. You see Kemdol. Uh, Kemdol. grabbing his head. You can see uh, uh, the dwarf brother uh, to uh, uh, Tyler come through. Short blonde hair, mutton chops curled into a finely groomed mustache. Uh, kind of comes back. Right, I heard you calling. <laughs> What's the? Oh, who are these people? There's Clay and friends. Uh, hi, Candle Dust. What you um? 
What you need? We we have a lot. I uh, I know that my uh, family was here talking about glass, and it occurs to us that, that this maybe could be uh, what they were talking about. And we have a we have a broken sword. Where do I even begin? Things are uh, complicated out in the south. Uh, the world is. The world is being unkind to the natural world right now. And this big, ugly guy named Laughing Hand, he got loose, and Clay thinks that maybe um, that the sword that we can reforge will help defeat him, because he's really hard to beat. Kendall takes the sword and is like, eh. I mean, this is this is very fine Uthodernian craft. At least it was added to it. Uh, this was, uh, you can see the base very plainly is not Uthodernian, um, but it has been, uh, further refined by that man, but the, the whole blade is snapped in the center. And uh, I keep the forge, you know, but I'm not a not a master craftsman. This is oh, this looks like a, this looks like a Dolgrim make. A what? Dolgrim. Dolgrim. Is that on the map? That's the sword maker. Could be. Steve's come back here many times making Dolgrim. Fine. Dolgrim. Does he live in Uthodern? Now, the, you guys recall, uh, Dolgrim Smeltborn was the name that came up mm-hmm. in Angus. I haven't seen him in some time, but he's he's uh, he's from Uthodurn. Didn't know. Good reason to go. Uh-huh. So, we can get so this isn't something that can be fixed here, then? Ah, uh, it's not my specialty. Yeah. So I probably have to talk to him. What about this? And I'm going to show the, the residuum, the bag of residuum. Uh, Tyler, you take a look at this. She looks over this. Puts her hands through it. Uh, this is uh, this is residuum, but uh, it's I mean it's in its its fine form. What are you looking for? He said he saw visions of glass. Could this be the glass that my uh, uh, family talked about? Hold on a second. And she goes through and leaves for a moment, and then comes back with a book and starts like thumbing through. And they've got books. Right. So, uh, so residuum. Right. Right. Um, powerful. Very. Very basic. Uh, arcane material. Harnesses can be can be utilized to uh, replace and. Uh, act as other expensive type materials and components for spells and uses. Very good to know, very important. Um, From what I can tell here, uh, uh, interesting. All right, so the glass that you're asking for is refined residuum. Uh, It's a rare material this side of Exandria, unfortunately. Uh, The primary source is a place called Whitestone and Taldore. Uh, but they export in small batches. <sighs> Can you make it? It's just a. Okay. It's so not much I know about that, unfortunately. We probably need to go to Whitestone to get it. Well, no, it's pretty melted down. Yeah, like I, 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 I'm familiar with the basics of making glass. We could try. Um, do I, I, I recall, I recall, is this the kiln I saw in the vision? Like, is this, this, this is? No, different one. Do you remember this, 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 this is, this is the, there could be, there could be multiples in the building, sure. you don't know, yeah. 
Um, I'm okay, hurt. Come on. Nothing if not a believer in the leap of faith. Yeah, try to make glass out. I'm going to do. I'm going to act out what I saw in my dream. Okay. Do as you best know? I can. Do you like act out. What did you see? <laughs> what did you see in your dream? Do we an interpretive the, dance the, first. We we, we 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 we. It was dropping the glass into into the into the into the pool. Okay. Correct. So okay. should okay. should not turn, turn, turn it into glass. Can you turn it into glass? I can try. I don't think it will. Okay. What would you like to try? Uh, I would like to think back on <laughs> on anything that I might have seen or know about glass making or melting or it's pouring heat, it into form. It's a crucible. Yeah. You know, sand granules being yeah. brought to a certain point where they melt together. Yeah. I mean, honestly, throwing this into the into the pit may do it. Yeah. Well, no, we, we need probably. we need something to put it in, yeah. right? It would. Do they have uh, some at forms? At which point, Kendall goes like. I got something here, I can help you. Reaches up to one of the chains and pulls off what looks to be a long handheld crucible that's a, a, a thick steel bowl, a bowl at the end of it. All right. Well, a question though. So your 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 vision you had is to put glass into These, the magma here. Sure. Yeah. So I the mean, same thing. What it would be dispersed. It would be destroyed. The same thing will happen to the dust. So I'm not sure we need yeah, to make it. Yeah, but the dust is not it. refined. What he's looking for is refined. But. Still, it's worth looking at, and, and these visions can not all are not always necessarily. See some impurities come to the surface. Are not always necessarily a, a literal. Sometimes it's just about feeling like you're doing the right thing. Oh, so it's about faith. It's about faith. You want refined glass? Is that right? All right. I don't know. This may work. This may not. Beyond faith, though. Can I? It doesn't hurt to take the extra steps. Yes, yeah, that one. Just to do it, because faith is great and all, but also, you know, taking a few extra steps, <laughs> just for precaution. And if you have the time. We have time. What do you What do you propose other than just using the, uh, the crucible there? Oh no! I'm saying oh, that as opposed to throwing the dust in the magma. I don't remember. I got a bag of this stuff. I don't know how much that is, yeah. um, but I would want to try with maybe like a third or oh. a quarter of oh, it. No, no, no. Chip. whole thing. You want to do the whole thing? The whole the whole bag that you have is about that big. Oh, oh. Well, let's let's just try so how much will fit in the crucible for now. It, it, like a marble. It thing. accounts to if you want to yeah. mark this down. If you're taking a look at it, you're not. Let me intelligence check actually. Oh. Natural twenty. Great. You have <laughs> great. Uh, you have nine hundred and fifty gold worth of residuum. Okay. Which means nine hundred and fifty gold worth of material components from spells can be replaced with this residuum. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Any components for any spell? For any spell. Universal donor. Essentially, yeah. That's why residuum is a used material. That's why Whitestone got money. Question. Well, Whitestone's refined stuff actually itself can uh, can enhance and quicken the enchanting process, which is why it's so sought after, and it's a, it's a definitive secret of Whitestone. That's magical. On the broken blade of the Starbrazer, the runes that are in the blade, are they engraved in like a relief, or are they etched in? Like, is there a... A space where something could yeah. fill that rune, or is it more like a fine inlay? Uh, from what you can, it appears both, actually. Mm. Uh, there are runes across the blade that are dwarven in design. Um, those appear to have been placed post original development. Um, the rest of it is kind of an elvish base script, just more of a scrolling and a light etching. Got it. 
we need we need advantages if we're going to do this fight. If we go back in where we are now, the the best thing that we any of us can do is get better right now. Yeah. So just to clarify, I, we can try to make this glass, but what, what will it get us? What's the end? You're going to throw it in a pool? I'm going to throw it in the pool. Okay. So you want to use all of it or just some of it? Um, third is a healthy amount. Okay. Why don't we look at it as an experiment? Yeah, that's fine with me. Okay. Um, I'll yeah, take about three hundred or so. Yeah. All right, about three hundred gold worth, which is a, a a nice like apple-sized amount of this that's residuum. Mm -hmm. A handful. Yeah. And then <gasps> using my alchemist's tools, <laughs> can I uh, can I try can I ascertain if it's mostly pure, if it's if it's corrupted with any other stuff. He said we need it refined, so I'm just gonna see if I can, I don't know, nope. sort it, just sift it. Just make an intelligence check. Okay. It's kind of angel dust. <laughs> uh, this intelligence check is, brought to you by the check, lawyer. is 14. Okay, 14. Looking through the, the, the samples of dust you have, it all seems pretty uniform. You don't see it mingled with any other outside material. This is pretty, it's pure. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's just put it in the crucible. Right. You place it in the crucible, and kind of, you know, with a little bit of guidance uh, from Kendall, you kind of lower it close right near the surface where you can see the metal beginning to heat okay. brighter and brighter till it's a dull orange to a brighter orange to kind of a slightly yellow tint to it. And you're having to like the layered like leather wrapping of it. You can smell kind of a little bit of the burn from where the metal is starting to cause the handle to slightly singe. Um, and you've been holding it there for now six minutes, seven minutes. How soon should you take it I off? I don't know. Do I know? Not to know. Everybody not, knows. You would not know. Have I you don't. Glass You've never worked with a residuum. Glass it can happen pretty quickly, especially at these temperatures. So. I don't think it can hurt to just keep cooking it. Can't you burn you it off? Maybe yeah, you can I'll, I'll, I'll cool it off and see if there's any change. Okay, you pull it up and look. It is as granular as it was when you placed it in there. Whoa. It is having it is unaffected by the heat. How hot is how hot is it though? Magma. Uh, the the temperature of the residuum. Mm -hmm. You go ahead and, and place your fingers uh -huh. onto the residuum dust. No, I'm over not. over it. Oh, over it. I mean, the, the, the metal is emanating a lot of heat. Don't burn yourself. It's super hot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do I recall any sort of um, chemicals that would help the help a process of of this? Uh, of, uh, of I mean, you, you, there are many different chemicals you could try. Uh, if you want to make an, uh, an intelligence check plus your alchemy. Uh, proficiency bonus. Alchemy proficiency. What's that mean? Just adding you a benefit for your experience. No, but I mean, where, where? You should add your proficiency bonus. Okay, cool. Um, proficiency. We're at six now, right? Mm -hmm. four. So, four. Four. Oh, fifteen then. Fifteen. I mean, there's different chemicals that can have. Like various, a catalyst. Yeah, some sort catalyst, of catalyst for for different reactions. Oh. Uh, there are. Uh, you know, <laughs> sulfurs or vials of. So, so I'm going to walk over to the to the to the to the bag. Uh huh. I'm gonna Hi. put my hand in if that's all right. Sure. And just take a scoop of it out. Are you gonna snort it? No. I'm gonna walk over to the fire, mm -hmm. and I'm going to hold my hand oh, as gosh. close as it can get. To over the fire before it singes. It's very hot. And your, your hairs on your arm begin to kind of curl back. And I'm going to scatter it in. Okay. 
it all kind of drifts, and you can see the dark spots where now it's hit. With that handful, it's about 150 of that residuum oh. that is taken off. Sure. Um, you watch it kind of hit it and just kind of rest there before eventually it kind of just hmm. vanishes into the molten rock. All right, now we know. Now we know. It's the trick with faith. Is that it's always an experiment? Is that if you're not willing to move forward in it until you know, then you don't need it, do you? If you know, it's not, not faith. So in my memory, I thought of no particular catalyst that might make this. There are many catalysts. Low, lower, lower melting points of different sort of. There, there are many catalysts here. Uh, for for the sake of me not going here and spewing a bunch of incorrect sure, chemical sure, sure. Uh, information for all of our chemists who are watching this show, sure. who would then just destroy me on Twitter. Uh-huh. Uh, there are a handful that you think of. Might uh, I have anything in my possession that I could try? Sure. I'll say go ahead and go ahead and make a. Uh, Another alchemist uh, okay. proficiency. If you want to try and pull out and refine some of this, okay. It takes a little bit for it to cool off. This stone, the, the residuum dust, is super hot in the crucible, so it's conducting the heat. It's just not changing. I've rolled a fourteen. A fourteen. Mm-hmm. You pull through, and you've, you've pull out some acids. You pull out some uh, some thicker tar-based materials. You think of some some viscous oils that might have some sort of a, a transitive property to it. Nothing seems to be adjusting its format. I'm, I'm going to start okay. uh, casting commune as I sit by the by the uh, by the kiln. Okay. I knew I should have left Yaza. We need him now here. <laughs> Quick, teleport me back. Oh to God! The no, 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 You could send a message to him. Phone a friend. But should I say Yaza? Like, okay, what? Refining glass. What catalyst should use? Maybe great. you can say, should we use? Yeah, maybe it's not resist. glass. Maybe it's not glass. It's, it's white. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a green residuum thing. Residuum. How do we turn residuum into glass? You might not know what residuum, residuum from, from this. Everybody knows what residuum is, especially alchemists. Is that true? <laughs> to your. To your knowledge, yeah. no. It's actually, it's it's pretty <laughs> pretty narrow knowledge, lar- largely in arcane fields and uh, magic practitioners that know of it. And even then, it's pretty rare material. You can try. But yes, I might. <laughs> I am. I've just taken some incense and just scattered it in front, of, like right at the base of the kiln, so that I can breathe it in from the kiln as I sit and wait for the uh, trance to hit. Okay. As the kind of smoke from the various bits of incense kind of burn up and fill the space with like a, a heavy uh, lavender smell that mingles with the rest of the smoky interior and kind of sweat like scent that fills the air. Uh, you watch the smoke kind of swirl around Caduceus in an unnatural way before dissipating uh, in a weird way, kind of a, a bit of a bit of a warmth kind of hits your clavicle and chest momentarily forward as you watch Caduceus's eyes close. And the heat rolls away, and much like the early morning light of a dawning sun, you feel the warmth surround you and the wrapping and safe presence of the mother that's guided you. I'm supposed to be searching for the refined residuum for this kiln. That's your first question? Yeah. It's a yes or no. You sense that 
the visions that were once given to you come back clearer a second time, and you see these larger shards of condensed, jagged but still smooth and polished in places, residual glass. You gather the answer is clarifying it to be a definitive yes. Is Whitestone the most accessible? Is, is, is that the. Is that the closest uh, place to find such material? You see visions of alabaster mountains surrounding a valley filled with a dark forest. You see elements of green glass being gathered into crates. You see them being placed onto the back of carts and onto ships sailing off across the sea. And you get the sense the answer is no. Will I find the man who can reforge this sword in the city that he is from? The man who can reforge this sword mm-hmm. in the city where he's from. Can I find him in that city? You sense the warm breath of the mother across your back as the arms kind of encircle you and embrace a comfortable mother holding a child from behind. And you feel the nod of her cheek against yours, affirming your question as a yes. As her grip pulls away from you, the love that's encircled you doesn't entirely leave, but withdraws. And once more, the scent of smoke and soot fills your senses and your eyes open, slightly watering, sitting amongst the underforge, your friends staring at you. We need to find the refined residuum. Well, what if we can make it here? We can't make it here. I don't think it can be made. I think it can only be found. Do you think we could go to Laura Dern and find it? Maybe. I don't know. I think that that's going to be part of what we do next. But I do know that if you're willing tomorrow, we can go get your sword reforged. Is that more you need to do here before we leave? I need to talk, and I would appreciate spending the night, but I get the distinct impression that I'm going to be back back very quickly. Wait, I have a question, though. Yeah. Dolgram, the guy that forged this sword, right? Um, Kendall, you said that Dolgram comes here to work sometimes? But hasn't in a while. Uh, Dolgram has on, on occasionally come through. Uh, um, you know, when I was very young, is this anvil like stronger or better than something that he would have at Uthedern? Probably. This is this is a place where many great crafts have been made. And you watch as uh, uh, Tyler turns and points towards the walls, and you see those those metal uh, the the metal bars and and uh, braces that kind of curl up along the walls. At glance, you can see there's a bunch of script scrawled across them. Ooh. Dwarvish runes. These all tell tales of all the fine crafts that have been made here. Oh, wow. 
They keep a ledger. Do we see anything about the the, the sword? Yeah, anything. Anyone who reads? Who reads <gasps> dwarf? I read dwarvish. You <laughs> <laughs> <I> do. <laughs> hey, you do. <laughs> Languages are a big part of the cobalt soul, and I've picked none that were useful thus far. Sorry. Well, here you go. Um, that was a pretty good I read the. I read the. I thought deep speech was going to be relevant. Can you find it? Can you find it? Can you find the sword? Um, I look for the 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 star bring razor. Heck, star. Read them all. Just read them. I whole read them thing. all. I mean, you you go through and scan through them, and it's talking about many weapons that have been made for ceremonial reasons for different families uh, from all across Exandria that have made pilgrimages here to to have things made um, by their finest craftsmen and, and smithies. Uh, some of them speak of you know, things that were recovered from the calamity and before that have been fixed and repaired, elements of, of uh, ceremonial uh, armor and, and Religious icons that have been then, after being crafted in the name and spirit of the various deities that are held here, uh, which are you know, adjacent between Melora and uh, and the Allhammer together, uh, Moradin, you know, Raven Queen, talk of uh, Arathis and other entities that are adjacent to those figures as well, having various artifacts made, repaired, or initially constructed here. The Underforge is also spoken of as a uh, a sister, a lesser sister creation of another <laughs> object referred to as the Core Anvil that was lost deep beneath the Osmet Sea long ago. That sounds very familiar. No, it doesn't. Almost never like heard a of dream it before. From another time. <laughs> Previously. So core anvil? Core anvil. Yeah. She um, Yeah. Oh, yes. That's right. Oh! That dream from another time. <laughs> that big dude. That big so much dude. throwback today. Yeah. This is some intense this throwback. Is really this is really good. I'm having a very hard time. I'm having a very hard time separating my desires from my characters right now. It's very, <laughs> just a lot of candy so, on the table. Wait, is that it? Nothing of the of the star razor or you, dueth if, duar. If you want to spend a while tonight, it's a lot of reading to do. But you do eventually come do. under the star razor. <gasps> yes. Um, it speaks of, and you you see the name uh, Dolgrim uh, Smeltborn come up a number of times um, over the period of. A number of centuries, um, as, as essentially kind of the the, the Hatri Hanzo of this realm, you know, a, a, a fabled weaponsmith um, who had been called to create uh, implements of war by the um, by the elves of Malayasmir. If you want to roll a history check, I do want to roll a history check. How did you? Cocked. Cocked. How is that cocked? It is it's cocked. It's impressive. Roll it's leaning again. Leaning on a d4. Yeah, no, no, I mean like, I mean like, it is cocked, but it, oh, it's leaning. That's why. Pretty too. That's fine. Close to the same thing. What did you say? History. It was. I was strange to see it cocked in that way. Um. Crazy. Uh. Twenty total. Twenty total. Okay. Malayasmir, you do recall as one of the the previous powerful elven nations. And at one point, early in this age, uh, the prominent elven society here on Wildmount. However, through some strange, not entirely understood cataclysm, the city fell and the surrounding forest was corrupted, which is now known as the Savalierwood. Oh. 
The elves scattered in two directions. Some of them fled westward and then became the elves that eventually were taken to the Empire in Baestiel and throughout uh, the rest of western uh, Wanandir and Wildmount. The others went northward and founded Uthodurn. Or so, didn't found Uthodurn, sorry, joined Uthodurn, which had previously been founded by the dwarves. Half went to Uthodorn, half yes. went to the Savalier Woods. Correct. Okay. Or oh, fled there and went but into the Empire. Our the Savalier Woods is where it was. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Oh. Malayus Mere. And looking at the. Okay. Looking here, you can see in the center of the Savalier Woods on the map you have the ruins of Malayus Mere are marked there as well. All right. Yep. Should I send a message to Dolgram and see if he's around? How, how, how do you, how do, you do that? Do you, do, know what he, do you need to know what he looks like? Oh, do I? I don't know, do you? I think I'm, if I just know his name, I'd be wrong. Sending. What if there's two? I'm going to two, look. Or we can, we can just have a good old-fashioned quest. Mm, send a short. <laughs> New creature with which you are familiar. Does that, am I familiar with my Noah's name? Ah. Uh, you know the name. That is a, that is a level of familiarity. You can certainly try. I could ask. Um, I could ask the dusts what he looks like, what his personality's like. Yeah, you can go ahead and ask uh, Jeremus, who's the oldest and the one who seems to have been the most. All uh, right, right. Yeah, he's um kind of a, a squat lad, uh, broad shoulders, got kind of a black hair, thinner in the front, but strong, heavy, thick mat in the back, a bulbous nose, looks like it's taken a few hits in his youth, uh, piercing bright light blue eyes, mm. almost almost like a gray-white in color. Um, dwarf, elf? Dwarf, oh dwarf. Uh, and goes in this full kind of description of uh, kind of the different stages in which they had met and the times that he had visited to do oh, wow. the forging here. How old must he be now? Oh, he was, last time we saw him was very old, very old, in this, I think, nearing fourth century, if not Ooh. partially. How uh, old do dwarves usually? That's, that's like super old for oh. a dwarf. It's going to be hard for him to get here then. Yeah. It's a day and a half journey. Well, may I ask, yeah, is, like, uh, is it possible uh, that you have a teleportation circle here on the premises? You all look at each other? No. No. No? That's that. <laughs> well, you can still send him a message. I'll still send him a message. Maybe you can tell by his voice when he picks up how, like, feeble he is. Yeah. You know? I mean, we're going to head to the city anyway. I was going to say, if he's able, then he could just come here, but you know, if he's like. Plus, a heads up is good. I think. Save us some time. I think showing proper respect, though, just, I think, just going to the place and showing our sincerity and our desire to, sincere desire to have this done. We're not just trying to go. speed things we're, along. We're on our way. I actually agree with Caduceus. I don't think you want to pop into a stranger's head and say, hey, here we are, here we come. Thank you. Well, is it rude or something? It, it might be a, a little bit, yeah. yeah. Really? He could be eating dinner. I think so. Do you think that people don't like it when they send them messages? I think people like it when they can already picture your beautiful face. Yeah, when they know you, it's a, of course, that's a different thing, but a stranger popping into your mm. consciousness is uh, jarring. A strange. bit invasive. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Mm. Um, would it be all right if we stayed the night? Oh, yeah, of course, of course. You have, have my uh, other son's uh, Room for the night, it's not the best, but it'll work at the very least. We'll get you some blankets and uh, 
They may not need them. It's not very cold in here. I'd love to see the as much of this place as possible, and and uh, take a look at anything that uh, might have been written down. About I, I'll family. tell you, I'll show you around. No worries. You don't have like an armory or weapons or uh, or library. She looks at to Tao. Tao goes, no, no, no library. I think she is the library. One of them had a book a second ago. Yeah, yeah. Book, she still has the book, book and she kind of tucks it in her <laughs> robes a bit. <laughs> Is she deceiving us? Is there a little bit of well, No, not, not like, there's no book trying to hide it, but just like instinctually kind of pulling it in sure. an offensive, I protective kind of, manner. But is there a library? Uh, there's, there's no library. You're just asking about that? Make, make an insight check. Library. Don't lie to us. We know there's a library. library. Show me your goddamn library. <laughs> Pull her out the window. Uh, the library's in the chair, 13? isn't it? Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. Uh, kind of hard to tell. You're not sure if she's telling the truth or not, but she seems definitely protective of uh, the book that she's holding. What? What is that book that you're reading? Is it good? Uh, I, I didn't read it. I, I, I wrote notes and parts of it. This was the one that. Uh, oh, a journal. This is. Yeah, it's, it's more of a, a chronicle. I guess he'd say, various things we hear from the outside, and um, when folks come and bring us books and historical elements, you know, we don't get to go a lot of places, so it's yes. good for me to read them and, and and learn to know about it and keep track of it. Do you, Do you want me to write down some stuff that you could learn? Make a persuasion check. <laughs> oh no, the trade oh, books. Oh, that doesn't count. count. Doesn't count. You gotta roll. That was a really good roll. Better than that. Oh, that's good. Um. Mm. Where's, 14, where's, 14, thank you. 14. Couldn't find persuasion. Where's persuasion? Oh, 14. Uh, I mean, you seem nice enough. Uh, sure. Uh, I, I certainly I sit will. down cross-legged on the floor uh, and. They, they can be a lot, but I definitely vouch for them. Well, she definitely stands over you. Yes, I'm writing very interesting <laughs> things. Oh, about that's the nice. Caduceus is vouching for you, Jester. Yes, it really is. All right. Oh. I am um, oh, no. an avid reader, mm-hmm. and, oh. and I don't want to force the issue. I don't want to be presumptuous, but I would love to read read your writing. Uh, I don't know if you would consider lo- loaning a book. It is. I'm. It has been a while. Loaning, not so much. But if if you're curious and you want to read some uh, specific tidbits, maybe I can, uh, you know. Make them available. Is it all your writing, or it's multiple? No, no, no. It's ah. it's generations and generations. Oh. I'm just the current lore master. Oh, maybe lore the keeper. oldest. Could I read the earlier parts? Uh, sure. Perhaps. Right. Uh, don't you have some books you could try? Are there any? Have you read everything uh, that's uh, or a lot of what's here? I have. I have a lot, 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 lot of time here. Really. Have you read anything about the Crawling King? Ah, you know, all the tales of the Calamity and uh, you know, the, the certain elements of his doings there. Torug is the name of him. Big nasty fella, worm under the under the planet. Uh, it's a problem again at the moment, so. That's not good. No. Yeah, you haven't uh, happen to have any pesky demons, you know, fiendish infestations around the mountain? No. By chance. Should no, we? No pesky demon weapon killing items, do you? Fresh out, I'm afraid. It's been a hard, hard year. Yeah, you all do look a bit haggard. It's, it's 
been haggering. Uh, I suppose, uh, yeah, other than just reading about my family to see if I, they may have mentioned where they're going after this or if uh, what, what their plans were. I think they were going to the stones. All, all three of them? Well, they said they were eventually making their way there. Yeah. The stones. The stones? What stones? The stones, what white stone? stone. No, no, the stones is a family. Oh, yeah, stones. but what if they're in Whitestone? Is is Whitestone South? I don't know. I don't know where Whitestone is. As long as I... It's in. I, I know damn it's well. It's in Taldor, Dory, Taldory, Calgary. It's in Calgary. All three it's temples are, on, are in the continent. Good rodeo there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good, good rodeo. Just happened. Um, yeah. Nothing else. Uh, nothing else that they they mentioned. And it was and it was uh, 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 my mom, my aunt, my aunt, and uh, was it one of the sisters who uh, was it just to make sure I got the, them all right. right. And Jimmy was like, I, it was uh, Constance and Corin, I believe, Constance and uh, and Colton. Colton. All right. Constance, Corin, and Colton. Why are you looking at me like that? You play. Uh, Just noticing the theme as well. Yeah. I thought I knew every every face you made. This is a new one. I can't. I, I don't actually have any uh, <laughs> reference for it at all. Could be gas. Yeah. Could be gas. <laughs> it's been a long journey. Um, you don't happen to have a hot springs here by any chance, do you? Uh. Or uh, crystals uh, anywhere? Or God forbid, anywhere where I could find some. Uh, Spores or something living in these caves. I would like to get a sense if there's any life in here. Something that likes the heat. Uh, I mean, there's all sorts of strange mold that kind of gathers at certain places. Try not to eat that. I was looking for for places to bathe. Honestly, right down at the base of the lake during the day, about maybe a hundred feet back from where the magma hits the surface. Water's actually pretty warm. Cool. Any lichen down there, or otherwise something. Uh, Maybe. All right. And there's plenty of game on the outskirts. We, yeah. And the and the general does a lot of hunting for us. And spirits don't bother you while you're bathing. I said, pay them no mind. They won't pay you. It seemed like we were reading them, or Jester was reading them. Pass glove. I held up the book. Oh no. You see, Tyler goes. I haven't read that one. What's that, what's that one about? Oh, it's really good. Do you want to borrow it? I mean, for as long as we're here, we're going to be here all night, maybe. Okay, good. Uh, it, have you read Ghost Dick? <laughs> Same author. <laughs> no, but uh, well, if you guys are going to Uthodurn, if you can pick me up a copy, maybe, if yeah. you're coming back. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a crime yeah. story. Yeah, you very love rare, it. very rare. Supernatural. All right. As you guys sit down to begin making your notes into a book, and as you watch yes. over the shoulder and begin a conversation about exchanging information, and the rest of you are shown to your quarters here within the Cinderest Sanctum, the Burning Lodge. We're gonna go and take a break. Yay! We'll be back here in a few Ghost minutes. Yay! Ghost Ghost. Ghost. Um, before we leave, we do have our giveaway. We have a. Uh, I'm gonna pronounce mispronounce them always. Delightfully bright orange. Uh, Podic, Padock wood, Padock dice vault. It's a really, really cool color. Um, so this will be going away to one of you lucky winners uh, from our friends at Wormwood. Uh, tonight's code word is volcano. Put the word volcano once. 
<laughs> Put the word once into the chat. Uh, more than that, you'll be disqualified. And for US and uh, Canada only, excluding Quebec, we'll have our winner here shortly. See you guys in a minute. Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Engage your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. Each chapter uncovers a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. You can collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. Plus, chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. It's June's job to discover the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Being far away from family is never easy, and sometimes it's hard to fully catch up via texts or calls or FaceTimes. But one picture is worth a thousand words, and with Aura Frames, it's never been easier to share your cherished moments with your long-distanced relatives. Aura is a Wi-Fi-connected digital picture frame that allows you to beautifully showcase all of your favorite memories in one display. To set it up, all you have to do is connect your Aura Frame to Wi-Fi, and then use the Aura app to add an unlimited amount of photos and videos from anywhere in the world. With my family in the South and myself here in LA, I bought an Aura frame for my mom, and she is always so excited when I upload new pictures of my travels, my friends, my husband, and of course, any adorable pictures of our dog Omar. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames. Dot com. Use code Critical Role at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. In the business world, we often hear expressions like time is money and work smart, not hard. What these essentially mean is that the more efficient your operations are, the more work can be done in a shorter amount of time. So if your business is getting overwhelmed by too many manual processes, too few employees, and no source of truth, graduate to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. By bringing all your operational tools to NetSuite, you can cut the cost of multiple business systems, reduce manual errors, and increase your overall profits. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. Save time and money and see how you'll benefit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash critical role. netsuite.com slash critical role. netsuite.com slash critical role. Oh, hey there. Laura Bailey here to tell you all about the glorious goods we create inspired by our stories. Our stores are filled with the basics, like character-inspired t-shirts, dice sets, and pins, as well as more specialty items like fancy jackets, puzzles featuring gorgeous artwork, the comfiest joggers and pajamas ever, and much, much more. There's also a few special items that support charity efforts, like our dedicated Critical Role Foundation merch. You can check out all of our regional online stores by visiting the Shop tab on CritRoll.com, or head straight to the U.S. store at shop.critroll.com. Every purchase helps support our shows and the stories we tell. Speaking of which, let's get back to the story. And welcome back. So, before we get back into the game, we have our winner of the uh, Paduk dice, follows the people corrected, as well as 
Pawduck, some people have corrected. I've gotten multiple different pronunciation corrections on that, so I don't know who's right. Internet, always useful. Um, but the winner of the Dice Vault is Tark Tarine. Tark Tarine. I'm sure I will be. I'm corrected on everything I say. Congratulations. Tark turn. Uh, we'll get this to you ASAP. Well done. All right. Made up words. It's the city. 200 years could pass, and you could be right after a while. This is how language works. Good. You're just ahead of your time. Join me. All right. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of work so, out there, guys. You spend the evening in the Cinderella Sanctum. Is there anything you guys wish to achieve in the evening, or do you want to go ahead and move on to the next day's activity? That's some gross fucker. Hey, we got to heal. Oh, that's good. Tyla oh, is completely um, taken with uh, Tusk Love. Oh, good. Then she's going to enjoy what I wrote in the book that she let me <laughs> Oh, no. I saw it happen. Oh, I saw what it What did happen. you write in the book? Oh, I just wrote a wonderful story about um, Petunia and um, her lover, Captain Tusktooth, <laughs> and their adventures on the high seas. God, this campaign is so grimdark. <laughs> <laughs> This is all righty. Did I read anything interesting? Did it make me happy? Yeah, yeah. You read a lot of interesting things. Did you read I a like lot it? of elements of, of history and yeah. and yeah. I mean, can I get uh, a plus point one to all my history rolls? <laughs> <laughs> you, you get a. You now get to roll with enthusiasm. <laughs> history checks. <Ooh. laughs> hey, Jester. You got that thing where you send messages, right? Mm -hmm. Do you have any more of those? Yeah, I've got a bunch. <clears throat> can, I, can I ask like a, a favor? Of course, you can ask anything for it. Um, if I like conjured an image of what uh, Vanderin looks like, could you send him a message? I can give it a try, yeah. Okay. Um, and I'll use minor illusion to just create like a little relief of what his face looks like. Okay. What do you want me to say to him? <clears throat> Will you just ask him, tell him that I'm okay, and if, I don't know, I want to know how he's doing, but Caduceus checked in with the Wild Mother and said that he was trying to atone for his past. I'm not sure what to say. I just feel like he doesn't care to be found, or I don't know what he wants. Maybe he doesn't know you're alive either. Maybe he's been searching for you. I guess that's right. Would you do me a solid and just do what you do? Sure. Okay, I'll cast Sending. The image of Andrew, as it appears, you can see, uh, looks to be an, a human man in his maybe early 50s or so. Um, skin battered, uh, skin tanned from years at sea under the bleeding sun. Uh, ashen blonde kind of beard that uh, goes down to about the clavicle. Um, a kind but hard face. Uh, the one of the ears looks slightly cauliflowered on one side. And it's um, light. But 
that you can see the hairlines receding on the top a bit, but it is long across the shoulders. What about his eyes? What color are they? Uh, the eyes themselves actually would be kind of a, a deep blue green color. Very pretty, though very much hidden in the amongst of what would be not considered a handsome face classically, but definitely a face of someone who's seen much of the world, it would seem. I'm not bothering him after what you guys said. Maybe it's fine. <laughs> Hello. You don't know me. I'm here with Ford. He wants you to know he's okay and he's thinking about you. Where can he find you? Okay. Is <laughs> <laughs> Ford your real name? Is that, is he gonna know what Ford is? Are you here? No, I'm Sam Regal right here. <laughs> I'm an avid viewer of the show, I love it. <laughs> the audience at this table. <laughs> All right. He's looking up a lot of stuff right now. I know. Sorry, it's quite hitting, a big. Hitting the dock. That's a big bump on the story. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the moment passes before kind of a, a gravelly voice comes through and goes, Should you know Ford? <laughs> Haven't heard that name in a while. Glad he's doing well. Let him know I'm okay. Retired on an island. Good folks. He'd like them. And that's it. Sam Elliott. Did he say at the end he'd like them or? He'd like it. He'd like it. I repeat everything I just said. Sounds like he's okay. He retired to an island? God, I've been so like, I feel like I need to find him and I just don't know if it's that important to him. I don't know if it's important to me, we've done so much. Yeah, but, I mean, the way you talked about him, I mean, you need to find him, then you need to find him. I feel like I need to find him, because I feel like I owe him. But if he doesn't feel that way, it might just be in my head. You know, messages are hard because you can't see the person's face. It did take him quite a while to respond. For all he knows, I could be somebody bad and just trying to get a response out of him. He might not want to reveal too much. Sure, 
He was smart like that. Thank you. It's been a long time. I just don't know if what I wanted before is the same thing I want now. How are you doing? You seemed really quiet when we were in Nicodranas. You stood in the ocean and you didn't say anything. I feel like we've all changed. Yeah. Me especially. He's such a brave man and he did so much for me. I just wanted to emulate that. I know. Repay that, pay it forward, I don't know. I, I feel like I've been so obsessed with this sword and how I got it and Katoa and the whole thing. And I just feel like there's more out there. It's always more. Like e even Port Tamale and, and before that, my world just got bigger and bigger and bigger and the more time goes on, the more you realize there is and the more that we affect and the more we can be affected. And there's a part of me that wants to leave it all behind. And just go somewhere quiet and disappear and hope that it never bothers you again. Yeah. I just don't think it'll let me. I feel like I'm trying to force something that's not gonna happen on its own. Do you feel scared when you think of Yukatoa? I try not to think of Yukatoa. I mean, that's where you're magical powers came from, yeah? Yeah. You can't escape that. They left for a little bit. What? There, there was a night. I woke up and the sword was on the floor and I... I couldn't do anything. When was that? A while ago. Ford, why didn't you say anything? I didn't know what to do. But it came back. In the middle of the day, we were setting that ambush and Yasha, Yasha was getting those bracers made and they came back after a little bit, but I didn't know if I was going to run or what. How did you feel when they were gone? Terrified. Did you want them back? Yes. Would you do anything to get them back? No. No, but... I feel like I knew what I was doing and I realized I have no idea. You're not the only one. Yeah. Thank you. 
It might have been just the check-in I needed. I wish I could be of more help, though. No, you have been. I've known you the longest in this. Yeah. Sometimes it's just hard figuring out who you should be instead of who you want to be. Maybe, I mean, the Traveler gave me my powers. Maybe if you, you know, don't follow Ukatoa, you could follow the Traveler or someone else who could give you powers that are even better. How do you feel about um, Caduceus's deity, the Wild, the wild mother? mother? Yeah, Melora. I mean, I saw her when I was bringing Caduceus back. You did? She popped in for a second. She, she seemed pretty nice, and she brought him back from the dead. I mean, that's always a good thing. That's really powerful stuff. Yeah. He talks to her a lot. Not as much as I talk to the Traveler, you know. Because yeah, the Traveler's always got my back and stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, as far as other gods go, she's a pretty good one. Okay. I'm gonna see if she'll take an interest. I don't know. Wow. I don't know how it works. I don't either. We should figure this out. This is our new mission. This this is? Yeah, remember, originally we were just trying to get you to that stupid yeah, academy. No, that place was no, stupid. I, I hate I, that I, place. No, I, I don't mind having a new mission, but if it is, can we just not? You know, tell okay. everybody that I'm We high. won't tell everybody, but you and I will know this is our new mission. Okay. I will do anything to get you away from Okotoa, okay? Okay. Okay. Thank you for talking to me, Ford. Yeah. Your tusks look pretty good coming in, by the way. You guys separating you off to bed? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. I have a thing, but it depends on if um, if Caleb's betting on his own or if, if Caleb and Nod are paired up again. I don't know where we're what this um, place is to offer for sleeping. You guys are they don't have like they don't have a lot of room, so the chamber that you have, uh, I mean given for the evening is the main chamber where uh, Tyla and her husband, who's currently off in uh, Uthodurn, mm -hmm. normally stay in. So you're all in one central room. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, okay, so uh, now I'm going to go into a corner, um, seeing people doing their own things, and face the corner, and put Frumpkin on the ground in front of me. Keep me company. And then I'm going to spend the next hour um, taking everything, um, not my clothes, but taking things off, and opening uh, bags, uh, and, and making little, uh, very specific, orderly rows of um, 
a small pouch of um, iron dust and the honey sickle, and I take that leather thong that I wear on around my thigh and place that down, and the pearl, and uh, the cat mint, and all of my different things, but in very, very specific rows. Mm -hmm. And the glove comes off, and I set that down, on a, on a, and I unroll a long leather, um, just a strip of leather so that it's not on the ground, it's laid out on this. And um, and everything, all, all my bits and pieces come away, um, except I do rub my hand under the chain that has been around my neck for five and a half to six years. And I leave that on. And uh, um, I take out my spell book and flip through every page and just glance at it for about five seconds each, and set that down and leave it closed, and then I take out the other book, and I write for about 20 minutes in it. And then I sit and don't move for five to 10 minutes. And then I spend the next 10 to 15 gathering things slowly, putting them back now that I have taken stock glove back on, everything back in the bag, one book, two book, pull the chain a little bit, stare at Frumpkin for a minute. You're a good cat. Yeah. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> and I just stare into the corner of the room for another three or four minutes, and then I go to bed. Everyone find themselves to rest? Um, I'm going to spend some time. I'm going to walk every hall I can get into very quietly. Um, yeah. See everything there is to see, touch everything there is to touch. And That's unique. You recognize a lot of the iconography of Mord, Mord and the Allhammer, but there are many strong traces of Melora's presence here, um, as well as elements of the Raven Queen also woven throughout. Mm -hmm. you know, this is a kind of conjoined quest. Uh, given by and tethered through a number of these entities. I'll find my way to bed, finish in the morning. Okay. All right. You all eventually come to sleep. Evening of comfort finds you. In the dark calm Of your evening sleep. No! The ghost of Amantica's there for seconds. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> he hears these things, don't you? Know? Don't have your polyter. <laughs> you wake up on a beach. You can hear the waves crashing, but it's night. The moon high in the sky around, full, the singular beacon of white light above, the stars kind of twinkling above. It's peaceful. And while you're conscious of it, and it, it's familiar, and it's just a dream. And you watch as the stars begin to blink out. You look up and you can see them twinkling, different variations and brightness, one by one, 
plucked out of the sky by darkness. In that full moon, you watch as the dark orb of shadow begin to take it from one side to the next. The singular source of light left beginning to leave you in complete shadow. As you begin to panic and feel your heart beating into your throat, you dig your fingers into the sand, your toes in, and stand up just as the last bit of light plucks away. And what disturbs you is you're comfortable in the dark, but there is no placement of sight around you than but five feet of the beach, an ocean before you. You can watch the waves kind of and pull away out of sight. And you feel to the right of you a heavy and feel a spray of sand from one side onto the opposite side. Another spray. And you start to back up. And as you begin to back away, you feel the tendrils catch you from behind and wrap and curl around one shoulder and this around your torso and constrict, not to pain, but to the point of immobility. Where the moon was in the sky, the shadow pulls back, but instead of a white moon, a yellow one. And as it tears away, the singular familiar dark slit staring down upon you pulls you closer towards its light. sense below the eye, the sky begins to tear loudly. The streaking thunderous noise as you see a mouth pull across the endless abyss and open, and the tendrils draw you towards it. into the dark expanse of the mouth. The jaws clamp around you. Your body suddenly crushed with an instant universal pain of your physical form being snuffed into pace. And in that minute, (gasps) wake up once more. You have no idea what time it is. The rest of your companions around you, asleep, yourself washed with sweat, breathing heavy. I see the sword. You don't see it at the moment? Can I summon it? Nothing. <laughs> Come on. I sit up. Mm-hmm. 
I start looking for it a bit more. You glance over, and about four feet from you, it is resting right next to where Beauregard is currently curled up. Unsheathed. Unsheathed. I will pick it up, and I will walk a little bit away from the group. Okay, make a stealth check. <laughs> Natural <laughs> 20. <laughs> Without issue, you gingerly grasp your weapon and sneak your way out of the chamber into the hallway. I will look at the sword. You can see the dull orange glow that emanates from the not-too-distant underforge and the magma pool beneath it, kind of slightly lighting the outside of your face against the reflective blade. Yeah, yes. I will walk towards the pool of magma, as close as I can get. Okay, you step out, and you can see sitting in the same chair where you first met Jeremus Dust, she is sat there, slumped forward and asleep, kind of shoulder placed against the small table to her side where the whittling tools are, unaware of your presence. I will take the sword and hold it against my chest. And I will say, you need me more than I need you. Give it back. Does anything happen? Make an intimidation check. Against a titan. Yeah. 23. Ooh. Nothing seems to happen. I push it into my chest. Ooh. How far in? Few inches, maybe an, maybe an inch. Okay, so a few inches. Or yeah, no, let's, <laughs> go, let's, let's say an inch. See okay. what happens. The pain rocks through your body, uh, and as you press in, your muscles tense around it. Your chest contracts, and you feel the white, hot, sharp pain up through your body and into the base of your skull. And you press it in. You can already feel the blood beginning to trickle from the wound. I'll take one step towards the pool of magma. And I'll push it in a little further. <laughs> Okay. You push in another inch or so. Uh, you. So you've taken uh, nine points of, I'll say for this piercing damage, even though it's a slashing weapon, but it's being utilized in a piercing fashion. Uh, as you now step. Uh, how, how, how close are you to the lava? You're now like maybe a foot from the edge of it. Oh Probably almost taking damage from that. Making a, make another intimidation check if you'd like. Oh my boy. Oh, 13. 13. No response, no reaction, the heat is burning on the edge of your skin. Not you know, painfully so, but you definitely can feel the proximity. One more step, one more push. You are now at the, oh. the edge of it. <laughs> you push in further, okay. Oh, Jesus. Don't pass out next to lava. 
please. Okay. That is. Whatever Ukatoa uh, 19 points of piercing damage upon yourself. At this point, as you're pulling it there, how close are you standing to the edge? Are you just like outside of the wall or up against just outside it? outside of it. All right, you're standing right there. It's plunged now, it's third inch in, and that's fairly deep into your chest, and you can already feel the worry. And Monks is your, 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 your willpower is there at the moment in the back of your mind. You're like, I'm getting close to vitals. Mm-hmm. Make another intimidation check. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. No response. I take the sword out. Okay. I hold it over the pool. All right. You withdraw, and with that, it's like a gout of your own viscera, and it splatters across the out exterior of the wall, and like begins to immediately I sizzle and smoke. Don't know how long I can hold this. As the blood drips from the blade into the magma, the steam and smoke that arises from the burning of your own blood across the immediate, extremely hot surface kind of sends up tufts of smoke. And the stream gets more consistent as the smoke billows more and more and more and kind of begins to fill the space around you. The dark smoke beginning to swirl around your shoulders and around the weapon until suddenly the light begins to be choked around you. The warm, bright underglow of the light in fire begins to vanish as you find yourself surrounded in this cloud of smoke born from your own burning blood. In that moment, the pain still there throbbing in your chest numbs ever so slightly. And there in the smoke around the blade, your hand shaking, still stalwart and strong. A calmness comes across you. What do you do? the blade back and throw it into the <laughs> it disappears through the smoke <laughs> you hear the smoke dissipates in the direction of where you threw it about a moment later and there you can see it resting and slowly sinking into the molten rock. I'll take a step back. Does it disappear under the... If you wait a few moments, it probably will. I'll put my hand over the wound. Is it still pouring? It is still bleeding, but not as profusely as it was when you withdrew the blade. I'll wander over to the group and wake up Caduceus. Okay. Caduceus, you come to consciousness being gently 
somewhat gently woken by Ford, who's currently clutching what is very easy to see, a, an open wound in the chest and a very bloodied hand I, over it. I need your help. Don't even, um, yeah, I'm not even gonna, you know, just, I'm going to put a hand on and heal that right now. I'm not even going to ask. Um, let's do that at a. Uh, let's do a cure wounds at like a. You really effed yourself up, didn't you? Let's just do level four cure, cure wounds to say we did. Let's just get this out of the way. Okay. Four hit points back immediately. Just boom. Uh, Thank you. Wanna? Do you wanna? I just sit down. Why don't we? I'm gonna pick him up and I'm gonna take him out of the room with all the sleeping people. Okay. Uh, to whatever passes for fresh air. Uh, fresh air would be. It, it's. Bit of a ways. It's well decided, like you have to probably get close to the exit, but even though there's, there's the smoke above. Um, Fresher air. One of the side chambers or, you know, on the floor around the underforge. Whatever's whatever's private and okay. emotionally you, you, you find one of the small storage chambers off to the side. So, um, how did that happen? Through the sword into the liquid rock. Your 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 sword. Yes. Why? I don't like being a hostage. How do you feel? I honestly don't know. Sword was all I had. Well, uh, I assure you that's not true. That's a. Uh... God, I haven't regained my spells yet. Uh, so, what am I going to do? I would like to. Uh... Thank you. What? I, I'm, I'm at a loss. I don't. Just for being you and coming from where you have and sharing what you know, I, I, I'm inspired by you. Okay, it's no longer there. 
at a, your perceptive glance, you do see kind of. It would leave a. Uh, you you do see what look to be uh, maybe elements of melted metal. I'm going to do a detect magic. Just to see if it's even if there's a glimmer of it. Right. Uh, the direction of the weapon, no. The anvil that sits atop the Underforge is quite magical, mm-hmm. as well as a number of the implements that dangle from the chains around it. But from the direction of where this weapon was thrown, no. Magical weapon wouldn't wouldn't melt. I mean, it shouldn't. So. I think you've made a good first step. I don't think you've. I don't think you're free yet. <laughs> what do you mean? It's. It's in the liquid rock. Nothing could. What do you mean? Meaning. This creature, this thing that has a hold on you, you. Ah. Oh. Thing that's gotten into you. You describe it as a, I don't know, something deep sea, something like a squid like eye. Many eyes. Many. One giant eye, but more like a, a serpent. It's always in darkness. So you did a good. I can't imagine the battle you won tonight. Um, unlatching yourself from one tentacled grip of this thing, whatever this thing is that you're fighting. Caduceus, I may be a liability now. I entirely disagree. I think you're quite the asset. I think we're going to need you. I think if you were a liability, this thing wouldn't be fighting so hard to keep you. I think you're valuable. And I think that there are powers at play that know it. Well, let's hope we have an extra sword in the back somewhere. Yes. We're going to have one soon. Good. In the meantime, we'll give you something to make do with, and again, if this thing never met a creature with one tentacle. (laughs) Thank you. I'll go wander over and try to, try to sleep. Okay. As you wander past the underforging, glancing in the direction of where the sword was thrown, you look up towards the anvil, and there on the front cusp of it, you can see uh, chiseled into the metal what looks to be a wreath of grain and branch and berry. And across the back of it, what looks to be a tall crook placed behind it. Something about it just kind of just draws your attention. Finished with this fight yet, Ford? I think uh, I think we're going to. I think you're going to find your way to the light, though. 
I'm glad you can see it. It means you're close to the exit. We'll see where the exit leads. Yeah. Let's get some sleep. We've got a journey to find you a sword tomorrow. Sure. Night, Ford. Good night. Was the thing on the anvil, was that etched into the anvil, the crook thing? Etched into the anvil. Mm-hmm. That's cool, that's cool, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for that. What did I do? Something you, real cool. Something, yeah, something, something that Percy never pulled off, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you just out Percy, Percy. Well done. <laughs> yeah. You eventually, you curl up in the corner. The exhaustion not overtaken by the immensity and worry of what has transpired, but eventually you do find rest. You find very comfortable, man. Says somebody here, Warlock. The morning comes. Okay, long rest. Are you a wild lock now? You welcome the consciousness in the chamber. The warm, dull glow of the forge greets you at whatever hour it may be. You would be the only one that has any idea. Um, and since rest probably. Eh, it's probably bedded down closer to midnight, so it's like eight, nine in the morning. Woo! What's for breakfast? I honestly don't know what we eat around here, but I'm happy to help cook if that helps. <sighs> what a night, huh? Good sleep. Yeah, good, good sleep. sleep. Yes, yeah, it's great. Best sleep in ages. What are we doing today? I think we're making our way. Downtown. Downtown? <laughs> I'd like to make sure that the records show that we were here and uh, that they can, where they can find us in the, yeah. in the episode, to find the tree, to go find the house, if any members of the, other members of the Clay family wander their way up there. All right, Tyler, glad they accepted it. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll go ahead and make sure in our, our books here, this is taken care of. And of course, if you ever need anything, you're welcome. If for some reason you find you have to leave this place. I think we're going to be returning rather soon anyway. Well, great, look forward to seeing you come back then. Do you guys have any breakfast stuff here? We could, we could probably muster something, right? Uh, looks back towards Kendall, who looks, you could see his stretched racks, like this metal rack the set where there looks like squirrels and other woodland critters have been skinned and stretched across it. He's currently holding it over the forge, kind of like just burning it in the morning. I mean, right, if you're hungry, I can put, put a few more on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you have any like pastries or anything? <sighs> no. Would you like a bead of nourishment? A bead? Wait. Ooh, how big is the bead? It's the size of a boba. No, I don't have enough, damn. A boba bead. Mm-hmm. Astronaut food. That's enough mm-hmm. for a day, though, so if you eat the whole I'll thing. I'll take a nibble. Skip la- okay. I, yeah, I, I, have, I, have, I don't have enough supplies to bake right now, do I? No. Okay, because holy pizza. You could upon your return Holy from pizza could be amazing. I think I'm going to have to get some baking supplies. You could definitely if you try have that. A kiln, <laughs> I mean,. It's true. You can make like those little bread of the goddess. Yeah, the, the ground oh, ovens. Oh, that would be sweet. Be sick. Yeah. Almost nothing. Yeah. 
I'll have some technically would be a clay oven. Sure enough. Do you want some of my beef? Yes, please. I'll have a bit of that too if you want. Can I take one of those skewers to go? Around? Cool. You have something in caught in your throat, Ford. Something's like a little bubble. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are you trying to convince somebody of something again? I'm sorry to all of you. You caught on, and you've known me the longest. I haven't been entirely forthright with you. I. I sound like this. Well, yeah, I know. I know you know. What do you mean? Uh. Sometimes, all the time, really? Um, most of my life, yes, like this. What was that other thing you were doing? He was Vandran. What do you mean he was Vandran? My captain, Vandran, was yeah. a man of great renown and respect, and I wanted to emulate him. I wanted to be him. So you were talking like him? Yes. I liked it, I thought it was fun. It was charming. I um, had a night, Caduceus will tell you. Um, had another dream, not sure you'll be thrilled. I am swordless today. Like I, you can't summon it or something? No, and I'll try and summon it. Nothing happens. I um, I threw the sword into the liquid steel last night. Why? Because that was important, wasn't it? Yes. I thought um, you loved that sword. Were you just over it, or? I talked to Jester just before we went to bed, and I said I felt like a change was needed, and I, I didn't like being a pawn or a puppet, and I didn't know where it was going to lead, and also, if that's the last key before this thing is unleashed, why not just destroy the fucking key? So I threw it in. Do you still feel like you have the balls inside you? <laughs> or are those gone too? Well, let's see, and I will try to make myself look like Caleb. Nothing. <gasps> what are you trying to do? Uh, let out a fart. <laughs> no. You're powerless? I think so. Nonsense, he's not powerless, he's just discovered a new power. It happened once before. I was having dreams of Ukutoa commanding me to return and to... <laughs> and to do things, and I can't do that. But you said it came back before. It did. That was also without throwing the sword into a pool of lava, but yeah. He's going to be really but real mad. Wait a second. So you're weaker than before mm-hmm. now? Uh, considerably, but I would do imagine. do you feel better? <laughs> I feel... I don't, I don't know. Do you feel... Pure, free, I feel different. I feel less weight, and at the same time, a bit less 
valuable, rare, different, all of those things. And I know what you're going to say. I know that you would disagree, but I enjoyed the abilities that I had. Yeah, no. Abilities are dope. Yeah. You've done something like there's nobody here, isn't I? You just, you, you changed. <laughs> That's amazing. May I ask a question? Why the choice to drop the accent? Is it... Was it tied to the sword? Or did you just feel the events <sighs> coincided? Everywhere Vandrin went, he was heralded as a leader and respected. People quieted when he spoke without raising his voice. That was never quite the case when I talked. It was different. And the first time I adopted that speech and changed the way that I looked, everyone listened. Everyone was quiet. That felt better. So I figured, no, Vandrin might as well fill that void. Maybe it would suit me, serve me. I think it did, for a while. Jester sent a message for me last night. Vandrin seems to be just fine, not looking for me or searching out anything on his own. He seems to be at peace. That is not how I felt. I don't feel at peace. That seems wrong. If what we had was the key to a great horror, evil, burying it, hiding it, I think this thing would just point the next poor bloke that falls into the ocean in its direction, and he would or she would find it. So, lava, right? All your powers came from that sword? Well, let's find out. Um, I didn't have any before them. Put your hand out. Pull off uh, the glove of blasting, and I start to pull it on. It's not an attunement. Okay. Yeah? Aim at the lava. Are any of the dusts awake? Uh, yes, they've been cooking stretched woodland oh, right. Yes, oh, right, they're making breakfast. Do you mind if I um, just... At this point, Jeremy's turn and goes, uh, just if you don't mind not, you know, causing a huge racket or, or setting us all on fire, maybe. Yeah. I appreciate that. Do you have like a wall that's less important that could take a little bit of, <laughs> like a little? Outside. That's fair. Oh yeah. Yeah, right. let's go punch a mountain. Well, don't I'll punch a Walk out the tunnel just a little bit and see yeah. if I can just shoot out the tunnel. The rays extend and blast into the side of the mountain. That's the glove. Well, but it's on your hand, so you hold on to that. Where's that whip? Here? Yeah. You have things that are more useful than this, but for now. I mean, you can also have my axe. Here, take this dagger. I have a shield as well. The dagger? Here. The whip, yeah. I give him the whip and the axe. Oh no. Produces the shield, but. Volleyball sword? No, he's having that. Uh, you he ate it. it. Mm-hmm. He ate it. I ate it. That's right. 
I do have a shield, though. If, uh, I, this is more than enough. It's Please. really not. You, yeah. You're you're very weak. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, I I appreciate it. I really do. Um, I don't have anything to give you other than drugs. <laughs> I don't need any it drugs. It could it's it, of actually really. maybe like if you, you don't have drugs, you'll think you're magic. Exactly. Maybe it'll <laughs> open something. Well. That's the way. You also talked us out of a good number of scrapes, and that has nothing to do with uh, any sword or ball or what have you. Sword glove, what's the difference at the yeah. moment? There's of course. A, I don't think there's anything wrong with utilizing tools to help get you where you are, and you know, maybe you're just at a place now where you don't need those things. Hmm. Perhaps. But you have saved my skin, and I will be here if I can to save yours. Well, Second mate. Captain. So, enough about me. Let's go Find to a city sword. where elves and dwarves mingle, shall we? Before we go, can I just, out of morbid curiosity, <sighs> could, could if you, you make a comment about my strength, I might throw I you will, in the lava. You couldn't, but. <laughs> But we have a fire extinguisher <laughs> in the studio. Could you just just because I'm curious, how would you say the the words that are spelled E L D R I G E B L A S T? How would you pronounce that? How would you say those words? Eldritch Blast. Blast, no! <laughs> well, hell. <laughs> I missed the old way you said it. Oh, nice. Eldritch Blast. Yeah, that's better. You just sort of, you drew, you you drew it out a little longer. You do know I, I, I can't do it though, right? I the the I Blast? Yeah. But you can say it I'll the way I like it. Just for you. Okay. And you are very good with accents. I'm okay. That's a skill. Some are better. What else you got? Maybe later. Since you're using your fake accent as your real accent, and then your real accent as your fake accent when you talk to people, does that mean you're gonna like switch it up now? And you're we're gonna like hear old school Ford, or I guess technically like Middle Ford before we knew Ford, and then we got the Ford. Should we Race? go? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Wake and bake. <laughs> Gathered your things, heading off. It seems the snowstorm has passed through the night and instead has left this valley just completely packed with fresh white powder. Still a gray sky ahead with little breaks of blue visible, but it seems like travel for this next day is going to be a little more comfortable than what met you as you arrived at Kravarad. Looking at the map before you <laughs> and about the day or so of travel you have through the mountains or further, depending on the paths you take, you begin your trek towards the city of Uthodurn within the Flatcat Alps. And that's what we'll oh, yeah. yes. yes. God damn. God damn. Oh, now you're alive. Well, hell. Well, hell. hell. That
I was some stones, motherfucker. Yeah, I was some stones. I had no idea where you were gonna take that, and I was like, oh shit. Maybe leader of the fucking pack. Wow. I was about to take it back, and then. No, 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 no. Now you just have to go find magic. Yeah, Magic we're gonna be fine. Again. We just gotta somehow. We just gotta get him some powers. We got it. We, we got it. We're ready. I have no idea. We need that wild I'm mother. No we need that fucking sword. Maybe the new sword will give him more yeah, exactly. powers. Maybe it'll be like a wild Is mother that how it works? You got, connective device. You got powers from the last sword. Maybe this sword. Well. Are you gonna like, turn into a cleric? Is it like spin the bottle? We put the sword on the ground and spin it and see what class it and lands on. And that's what you are now. Sword lands on the that's the last uh, character. <laughs> wow. Oh, well, that's true. Sorry. So many questions. Maybe you'll become a paladin. Maybe, maybe you'll just pray. Maybe everybody. this is just a weird dating sim. It could be. We'll find out where it goes next week on Friday, Friday oh, evening at our live show in Gen Con. <laughs> 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we'll see you guys then. In the meantime, have a wonderful week. We love you very much. And is it Thursday? Friday yet. Oh, God. Fuck me up. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Critical Role. If you've enjoyed this ever-weaving story, please consider rating and reviewing our podcast. You might just inspire someone new to hop on the wagon for the journey. We have plenty more stories to tell. Stay tuned, and we'll see you next time.